I'm here with Don Simpson <laughs> and Michael Schumacher. <laughs> I'll record it and I, I think I have the plug-in for like the Winston Churchill mic. Yes. And I'll, yes. I'll edit that and make it sound like you're reclaiming something from the top of the river valley. Beautiful. This is podcasting heritage. <laughs> did you see did you see um Steve Bannon's uh um intro to his his show, I think it was on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. No, I didn't. He started it with like um, cameras set up on the street as his like motorcade pulled up to the uh, the field office, the FBI field office in New York, nice in Manhattan. Then he gets out. He has a person with the like handheld and a yes and the mic for him, and he, he's like uh, uh, just gives his whole spiel. Um, <laughs> stick to the plan. Nice. Call the player on the play. Signal not noise, and this is noise, and then he turns around and goes into the FBI building. Matt opens the show. That is podcasting heritage. Very good. That's, what, the, that's the pressure that like I was not prepared for. What was he in shit for? Um, he's indicted over January 6th, oh. and he like refused to comply because he says it's unlawful that he's indicted for it. And all that stuff, and... MSNBC and NBC and CNN are taking clips and kind of doing the Alex Jones thing on him, where it's just like the clip right. is, it looks like reality TV where it's like just cobbled together like audio and video. <laughs> just random shots are black and white. Why? That's the programming. I'm just following the directive. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I got to a certain age. Uh-huh. Talking about the weather already, sorry. Fuck. But um, it's off limits. I just seem to be just dialing in the the right thing to wear for the oh yeah for the temperature. And like I, I barely know what temperature is, but I just like feel the vibes and take a punt and I get outside and like yes, <laughs> nailed it. I remember being like 17 and just like not giving a fuck. I yeah, and then just suffering <laughs> for sure. I worked both those soccer games at Commonwealth Stadium. Oh, yeah. The first one, I, I was so underdressed. I was <laughs> like, I look at the clock, we're like 23 minutes in. I'm oh, like, boy. oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I might not make it. <laughs> You're going to be on injury time pretty oh, soon. 100%. What was it like? It was great, actually. I haven't seen soccer live in a long time. Um, I remember really appreciating the, the athleticism. And, yeah. like, the size of the pitch and all that stuff. There is something to that. I, I see why they call it the beautiful game. Like, coming back to it as an older, slightly older person, you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is kind of like chess. Yeah. In a way. And just the way they wait to, to, to make the move, you know? Wait to strike. Yeah. It's not just full out. Yeah, because if they do, then they just exhaust themselves. Right. Because, for one, the pitch is so huge. Yeah, and there's only three substitutions. Right. So if you're gonna make the move, it's like you better, you better get it right. Yeah. Hey. Guys. Uh, hey. How's it going? Good. Good. It's so funny how, uh, like, the tryhards on teams will just drive people crazy, uh, the fans crazy. 
it's getting better now because all this like engineering stuff is getting into the game and it's all like technical and scientific but mm. just like I guess the uh, the plugs of the teams are kind of getting <laughs> weeded out so even if you are like gung-ho and ball chasing and all that stuff it's supposed to be a coordinated thing and if that right. person's in a team like and they can't help themselves they're on the front foot Everyone has to like support them, <laughs> so they don't end up uh, just leaving gaping holes. But then right. you'll see. I'll try to find it for you. I'll send you a video of like just intense um, pressing schemes where like mm. eleven players are just like they're pushed up to the halfway line and they're just running like like crazy. <laughs> Fuck! It's so funny to see. Yeah, there's something to that. Like how the how the size of the pitch determines like the scheme that you need to come up with. Yeah. Like with hockey, you can just run and gun some nights. Yeah. Because you can get back fast. Right. Well, also depending on the schedule and stuff, that like true. Hockey has all those like back-to-back -back games. Right. Yeah, you're bound to catch a few sleepers. Like even last night was. A pretty lazy game until the end. I wonder if uh, like people in ancient Rome like speculated about gladiators and the slaves that were in the arena. It's like, well, I don't think he's gonna make it. He had, he was he was fighting against, I don't know, some kind three lions last last night. I don't know what he's gonna do tomorrow. I you have the alligators. Yeah, we're. The <laughs> were there beta sports talk radio hosts in ancient Rome? <laughs> Surely there were. Probably. Just wearing their fucking tunic with the guy's name on the back. <laughs> just using the same, like, just <laughs> tired. A Herculean effort! <laughs> a, her a colossal effort. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Claudius out there, 40 years old, he still competes. <laughs> the guy's just getting raped by a lion. <laughs> He's trying. Look at him. Look at him trying. That's gladiatorial spirit. <laughs> I feel like there I feel like there was less of that shit. Like <laughs> Yeah, probably. With the whole testosterone levels dropping like generation over generation. Like, wind that back 2,000 years. There was no time for that kind of shit. No. I mean, literally to the other end of it. Whereas, like, the Spartans just, like, having a boy, a boy race of people. Yeah, exactly. And they, yeah, and they raised him in barracks from, like, day one. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly above board. No grease thighs there. Nothing to see here. All the wives were happy too. All covered up. Yeah, simpler times. I, uh, <laughs> I've been, um, I did some house sitting for my mom okay. this past week. 
And like, I was just thinking about how, um, it's like my family, like I, I moved around so much in my life that I don't really have like a family home to mm-hmm. go back to, but I've kind of like, just been kind of atomized from birth and I, mm-hmm. I'm reading up about it, like the people who are immigrants who have children, those children are considered um, by some philosophies, uh, third culture mm-hmm. people. So like they have a different culture at home than the culture that they're living in, but they also cultivate one in themselves because huh. usually they're kind of transient and they move around a lot because there's no like stable thing unless they're in a ghettoized community right so I've been thinking about that and how like like the consequences of all that and circumstances and the decisions that were made that kind of led up to this point and how I'm just like the last in the line of a not the last but the latest in the line of kind of this generational churn that's huh. moving people around the world and how like nobody's really to blame for it but there is like a kind of like well there's a fundamental trauma to life and Mm -hmm. everyone has their own kind of version of it but it seems to like balance out in everybody's individual lives the kind of the the good and the bad and the Uh blame and all that stuff that's wild shit man yeah it's a long drive so (laughs) I think a lot about (laughs) things but I was thinking about it and, uh, she lives on the east end and there's this uh, mm. new Asian village there. Okay. And I drove past it and I noticed that the N had fallen off of it. No. So it just says you Asian village. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. You Asian Asian village. You Asian <laughs> village. <laughs> Make me laugh the whole time. You might even say that the the phrase "New Asian Village" is exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this third culture, for sure. We have cultivated one here for fifteen ninety nine. All you can eat. I just go into that place, and they're already like, <laughs> comped everything. <laughs> I'm a new Asian. <laughs> you Asian. <laughs> You know that Rolling Stones song, Hey, hey, you, you, get off of my cloud? Yeah. The Scottish version is, Hey, McLeod, get off of my you. <laughs> I got some Scottish blood. Do you? I understand it. <laughs> I definitely Scottish do. and Irish. And Irish. Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I think I definitely have some Scottish. And some Ukrainian, it's just a shit mix. It's weird because it's more than I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. How did you find this out? Uh, just people in my family doing DNA stuff. Oh, okay. I think I might dip into it in December. Yeah. Since my family I... already did it, I'm already in the system, so. Okay. May as well. Yeah, I kind of had the tinfoil hat of like, they're just building this huge DNA repository. Yeah. But. They already got it. True. I can send you a video of it. They're, well, I mean, we talked about it before, how they caught those serial killers and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, that was us talking about it. It's just like, that section of like (laughs) the, the, the one world order is pretty much settled at this point. Everyone's, everyone's going to have to get in on it. Right. Might as well get in on it. Yeah. It's one of those crazy things where like the, the devil of convenience is like is kind of what like 
shoehorned all this shit in. Yeah. It's like, I love my AirPods, but then it's like, I'm just pumping my brain with, with the frequency, aren't I? Yeah, you're just Bluetoothing yourself. <laughs> right. I'm gonna be a fucking Norwegian <laughs> king at some point. Yeah. That's a nice view. It is. It is for sure, especially from the perspective of walking. Yeah. As okay. it like dawns on you and you can see more of the... Right, wraps around. This park is crazy. Cause you get, like it's just a ribbon of views. Oh, I know. Trademark that. Trademark, <laughs> ribbon of <laughs> views. Ribbon of views. Ever been in that hotel? Like the hotel? The Hotel McDonald's? I guess that's it, yeah. I don't think I have. Me neither. We were trying to shoot something there once for a, a Nissan dealership. Oh, yeah. And it was like, we stepped one foot in and it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Please. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> when I was in Los Angeles, we rented a car and I had to go to a Hertz that was at the bottom of, I think, a Hilton or something downtown. Okay. And it was just like influencers in the lobby. No. Concierges and stuff. And I'm just like, the second week in Los Angeles, all my clothes are too hot for the climate. And it's a, it's a hot September. It's oh. like 37 degrees. Right. And I walked there. Just, oh, just hurts. Yeah, just fucking hurts. <laughs> just thighs chafing. Yeah. <laughs> Showing up red-faced. Oh, man. I don't know how people survive. Oh, I have no idea. Without, like, winter to, like, give you some relief. <laughs> <laughs> the relief of just being a fucking oven. Yeah. A human oven. That's the decentralization I could get into. <laughs> totally. Just get, just, get, just get the blood out of the bag. <laughs> Decentralized heat. Decentralizing it from my bag. <laughs> Keep it tight. Just like hear your balls hitting your thighs as you walk around in July. <laughs> What's that? Oh, nothing. Just fucking unsticking and sticking again. <laughs> Do you hear Velcro? <laughs> no, I don't think. This is a wild place to live. It is. I would not live here. No, I wouldn't either. It's very like movie set in upper middle class land, like totally. Like that Apple commercial that was filmed in Edmonton. Oh, right. But like before they tried to be homey. Before they tried to get homey with the homies. So, it's a very brutalist house. <laughs> it is all straight lines. Remember the George Carlin joke about football versus baseball? I don't remember it. Oh, it's worth looking up. <laughs> I'd live here. Live there? It's a nice one. Why not? Football. Check. <laughs> got, the, got the shutters rolled down. Yeah, let's get a mixing board. Lock me in there for a couple weeks. <laughs> That's the Edmonton equivalent of where, of like, what was that show on Netflix with the, the British rappers? Like the wannabe? Oh, <laughs> people just do nothing? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Just an absolute box. Well, fucking honestly, my apartment. And my apartment experience throughout my is. life is just exactly that. Lino floors, 
leaky taps. Tub full of gray water. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, that was certified green water, my friend. <laughs> what did she say? What did she say? It's like a, a hotel? Oh, it's like a palace. It's like a palace. <laughs> it's like a gulag. Like I'm still reeling from that one day. Still it was reeling. all cleaned up day of, but fuck. God damn. That impacted my life for sure. Physically and like psychologically and I'm sure spiritually. <laughs> Just have the shit of the masses. <laughs> <laughs> back up into my apartment. That is fucked. And to like be dignified by shitting in a bucket because that was more. <laughs> Just do that the was abs. a heightened experience because <laughs> the plumbing wasn't working. You shit in a bucket for real? Yeah, I put a garbage bag in it, but yeah, I woke I woke up and I oh. had to shit fucking bad. And I shit in the bucket and it was like top five ever. Just fill Amazing it. Amazing eh? shit. Well, you think about it, you're probably you were lower than usual. Yeah. Probably the angle was nice. <laughs> the spread was probably good. <laughs> it, it was solid. God damn. That's. So when you sent me that fucking picture of like the Pisces just like throwing the bucket of water or whatever. Yeah. Just that was real. Yeah, for that, sure. That was you. That was me. Landlords just have a domestic in the middle of trying to get it cleaned up. Christ. You fucking do. <laughs> what what uh, persuasion are they? He said. Uh, they're just like yeah, they're just like Western European white people. Okay. They don't have an accent, so I'm I'm sure they're from here. But mm. from brief conversations, it seems like they traveled a bit. So I just closest parallel I'd say would be like. The type of people who teach English abroad <laughs> in their, but now they're in their like 50s and 60s. Gotcha. They had some liberal ideations at a younger age. Yeah. Now it's just like, fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> and you're the bitch. <laughs> fuck tenants, get money. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. All power to them. <laughs> I'm all for it. That's the crazy thing when you, when you come around the other end of just distrusting all institutions and all narratives, then it's like I, I'm really fine with people if they want to get money, yeah. And if they want to like sell the shit back to me, not me maybe, but generally, yeah. People need to pay attention, and mm -hmm. people need to realize that business can easily turn into fraud. <laughs> so you got to do your homework on the front end. For sure. Other than that, the game's a game. The game is a game. Don't get captured, as they say. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, it, it truly is capture. They start. <laughs> they're starting to try and reel me in to do some, f some shooting at French CBC, oh, yeah. Radio Canada, and it's just all. Oh, we're gonna do a background check. We're gonna. You know, it's an hourly rate set at this. There's no wiggle room. You know right. what? This is starting to sound like a job. <laughs> I ain't here for that. I mean, they keep uh, upping these taxes. Some of that money's going to end up in the media. It's true. And then everything's going to be a job. <laughs> That's kind of... Like, every, every industry has its kind of negotiation mm -hmm. with the mandates and the taking away of rights and stuff and I think for most of them it's 
job expectations versus rights and like physical rights my body my choice type thing right which is what it is somebody had tweeted like either we have um this kind of violation of rights or we have tyranny <laughs> and it seems very simplistic but it might mm. be that simple if you take a, a high view of it i think yeah like there has to be a certain amount of of oppression yeah to prevent like complete tyranny right and that's why frankly i know now that i'm on completely the opposite side of most people because mm. i feel like i could do just fine under the pressure of a tyranny <laughs> hell i'd even flourish but everyone's so you think everyone's so afraid of that mythical tyranny that they're just like that they're doing tyranny. Well, the, right. instead of having one dictator, we have just every person is a dictator now. Right. There's just a ton of little dictators running around. Everybody suffers, so we all get to be happy. That's totally it, man. People like the internal, like I don't know, you want to say internalized tyranny? There's something to that. I have to have every, I have to have control. We have to mitigate the risk down to zero. Yeah. Even if that means. I have to have control, but I don't have to be in control. I think... Uh, on the route, I think this was the crossing, was this bridge. Oh, is it? I think, because we don't want to get going this way just yet. I was thinking we... Because the Mutart's more over there, right? Yeah. So if we cross, I think we can... And I was thinking we'd go up and come back this way. Oh, okay. Um... How do we get onto that bridge? Uh, just right here. I see a staircase there. It looks like the path goes under the bridge. Oh, is there a staircase there? I think there is. But will we want to be on the other side of the bridge when we get on it? Right. Because like I know we can cross at the mudder, but we're trying to get behind it and down the hill, right? Right, right. So you're saying... How does that work? <laughs> this this is the absolute vortex of Edmonton. Yeah, it's a freeway. It merges right there where the signs are. I mean, do you want to check this way, and then sure. if we need to, we can double back. Yeah, sure. I see. If we can get under it and then up. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember so many times in my life driving into this part of the this setup and just being like, I have no idea where I'm going to end up. Yeah, I just switched to NPC mode and just <laughs> I know just let things happen. I just follow somebody whose vehicle looks like mine. Yeah, I'm either going home through downtown or the university. I don't yeah. know. I think there's a couple buses that come here that also go to the west end, so I usually follow those. Okay. Take me home. Well, honestly, I've only driven this way maybe five times total just because I'd rather not deal with it. It's bizarre. Also, I didn't have winter tires mm. up until like two years ago, so this was just a stupid place to drive for <laughs> nine months out of the year. Right. How about that, uh, that response to the snow this year? Was it pretty bad? I guess it depends on where you are. Downtown was fine. But, uh, as I said, I was driving in the east end and 
they're about two days behind everywhere else. <laughs> I don't know why that is. People just absolutely struggling. Yeah. Well, me. I only <laughs> just got my winters on yesterday, so. <laughs> okay. I had a couple slidey days there. Nice. I can't drive 55 type days. <laughs> there's always somebody who just like it's no it's no change to them yeah. they're just riding you like yeah or all the trucks that think <laughs> torque is grip <laughs> right the type ones that end up in the ditch in the highway uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that now because at one of those soccer games, I guess the Tuesday one, <laughs> this guy's like, I had the most apocalyptic drive in here today. <laughs> On the east end of the Henday, I saw a school bus turned over. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> When we get back to the cars, I'll show you. I have like a little section of the music video kind of roughed in. Oh, yeah. Let's see what you think. There's this guy on YouTube. I forget his name. The last name is, I think it's Nathan Orm or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's just one of those React people, but he's an editor and he's done a bunch of pop video editing for musicians, like rappers and Justin Bieber and shit like that. Mm. It's got a lot to say about like the different tools you use and how you can uh, keep interest in like okay. with editing and shit. That's neat. I checked that out. There's more to it than I thought. Like a lot of stuff was happening that I didn't realize. Mm. Which I guess makes sense because you're playing with the frames and you can like. There's one thing that I always kind of remember is. Sure. This is where I think we have to. Because like, do we have to go up and? Yeah, I think we have to keep going up. Okay. All right. Um, so, like for example, if they're doing fast cuts, they'll put in slides mm. of just like blanks. Interesting. Blank slide, or they'll have like a blank slide with a burning effect, like burning paper or something for mm. like a transition. That's neat. There was one where they were doing fast cuts and the fast cuts in like the kind of they'd, they'd cut in black and white versions of the shot. Ooh. That's, that's cool. Yeah, like that's the thing is I might get this thing cut and then taking it into the color correction phase is going to just be like the same amount of work again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm realizing. I was looking into, I didn't realize that Final Cut is actually three programs. Mm. Final Cut, Compressor, and I forget the other one. What's the other one? I forget. These are all specialized processes. Yeah. I have Compressor, it's really just like whatever format you want the final video to be in. Yeah. Just send it there. 
I'm gonna start cutting in some of the, the cloud time lapses as you suggested. Oh, nice. I think that'll trip people out. Yeah, I'll send you that YouTube channel. He does mostly K-pop videos. Okay. But I think they're decent to study because they really spare no expense in the visual department. Hmm. You can just pick up ideas. Yeah. One thing YouTube's good for is people are just like, just giving up their secrets. <laughs> That's true. I guess it's just because they're assuming that people won't put in the work to like get to the point to have secrets in the first place. <laughs> the average person won't for sure. <laughs> I was going to ask you though, like, how much of your creative process involves like tuning into what other people are doing? Uh, very little. Yeah. I tend to like, as I've said before, I have kind of boundaries for my referencing of other people's work, but mm -hmm. I don't wade in and become a fan. Right. I just kind of abstract it and then I just have a bunch of things, a bank of things, if you will, that mm -hmm. I reference from. That seems right to me. Yeah. I would even say that I'm trying to even do even less. Yeah. Like I don't, because then what am I putting out? Yeah. Well, I have it be passive, and I that section is the only kind of part of my creative process that I have on rails because it's not my I'm dealing with things that aren't mine. Mm -hmm. So I try to limit the influence to like one percent or less of the final product. All right. One percent. So the right. consumption of it is a passive thing because I'm not engaging in the marketing and all that. Right. Then the active part is like reducing my need to use it to the point where it's only like a minimal, minimal thing. Right. And it's based on what I like about that thing. Mm-hmm. Not about like genre or style template or whatever. I'll just listen to it. Right. Make a few notes and then just put it in my playlist and just listen to it passively as time goes on. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I do do transcription. That's it's a valuable skill uh, to have, but I don't do it a lot. I don't believe in covers. <laughs> don't believe in covers, eh? Not as products. No. Right. <laughs> I heard on the radio today that it's like, this band did a note-for-note -note cover of Steely Dan's Reeling in the Years. Like, why? Yeah. Like, I mean, they did it, but... Why? Is it this little road we gotta get down? Oh, it might. I feel like it is. I feel like that's our last option because if we go up, then we're just on Saskatchewan Drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, should we check the map before? Sure. We try. We should have an absolute shindig at the Pioneer's Cabin sometime. <laughs> yeah. Just get lit.
Well, how is the CFL season still going? Is it? Like, why isn't it over? The Grey Cup's in, like, December. <laughs> is it? It's why. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, so we'll cross here. Go around there. There it is. And then there's the hill. A bomb down the hill. Go see the Dove of Peace. Nice. Make an offering. Or we could go even higher and do Gallagher Park. Ooh, that'd be nice. Is there like a film version of transcription? What would that be? Like when you talk about shot listing, I guess. Okay. That was a big part of like when I started at Aquila. Like they'd send the guys on the road and shoot with the Oilers and then you'd like shot list the footage, you know? Oh, uh, okay. And the more into it you got, the more exciting it was. But it would also like, imagine shot listing a fucking hockey game. Right. It's like, then he zooms in on Jordan Everly not scoring. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, transcription, like you handwrite the sheet music. Yeah, or put it into a oh, digital pro? audio mm. workstation and you can recreate everything. Because it's a performance, right? So right. I was just wondering like what the performance version of, uh, of that would be for film. But that makes sense. Yeah, I can't think. It's so like... It's so specialized. There's so many different jobs. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like you could transcribe so many different things. But yeah, that's one of the things that kind of led me to, or helped me generate my, what I'd consider my voice. Mm. During the times when I didn't feel I had one, was just, mm. it's going crazy. Like remember, I, Ian and I had uh, transcribed all those songs by the darkness. Oh my God, it was immaculate. It was like every instrument. <laughs> Like the whole fucking orchestra was tabbed. Yeah. But yeah, surely that like sharpens some side of it. Yeah, I, I think it sharpened the the writing side. I don't mm. think it helped me with playing. Do you think it helped your ear as far as like yeah, for know, sure. keys and tempos and stuff? Yeah, and even like picking things out from a mix and stuff. I wasn't using like, well, I'm not sure which way, which way we're supposed to go. I think this way. Um, I think picking out things in a in a mix that helped and hmm. it's kind of like training for so, uh, sound engineering oh okay but I feel like I've always had a decent ear like I remember listening to like Guns N' Roses uh, <laughs> Estranged and hearing like a lead part under the main lead part and being amazed by that <laughs> I know I, I do have a memory of in like high school you saying that about that song yeah. And you're like, you just have to focus the listing to the back of your head. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy. I've been playing with Dolby Atmos a little bit. Oh, really? In like the limited capacity of my, that my computer can handle it. But, um, Apple has a, the session for Montero <laughs> in the Dolby Atmos. The little Nas hilarious. X song? Yeah. <laughs> or is that the whole album? Um, just, the, just the single there. Okay. Um, which is like, it's not ideal, but... It's, it um, is what it is. 
yeah, sure. Um, you'd think it's probably cutting edge, like production-wise. Yeah, well, it's using Atmos, and it's right. so, like, it's so crazy to think like that. Now you're controlling a 3D space, and like, That's you fucked. can make the sounds bigger and smaller. You can make them directional. You can move them all around your body and stuff, and like orchestrate all this sound going around your head. So is that five channel or seven, seven. channel? Seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like going from 2D to 3D, but with audio. I think it was on this podcast I was talking about. I didn't know what the uh, <laughs> what the next frontier of audio was, and this seems to be it. Huh. It certainly justifies the the magnitude of the competing upgrades we're seeing. Right. It seems like Apple's going to have another doubling event where their top-of-the-line computers are double the, the speed of the ones before. <laughs> Just like, what was that going to do to industry standards? Well, that, yeah. That must widen the gap between the plebs and the, the, the elites. Yeah, for sure. It was never going to last long. There wasn't going to be, like... I knew, I knew the writing was on the wall when, like, the Will Smiths of the world got on YouTube and stuff. Like, huh. They were going to push those budgets and make it as easy as possible <laughs> for those people to win more. What is going on with Will Smith? <laughs> I don't know. He's, like, taking on a, a very public persona all of a sudden. <laughs> like, that's a good case study of... Because think about him, man. He was the, the shit for the, for the longest time. Yeah. And now well, he's I mean, like he still is. I guess he is, but now he's like this fat cuck, right? It's true. It's so weird because there's that story, which seems to be like what his wife is pushing. Right. But then there's the other side where he's still like one of the most famous people in history. Right. And probably like one of the most important Americans in like modern history. But You're just right. like, he doesn't seem to stand for anything <laughs> other than like his personal brand, but nobody really knows what that is other than being a black American. <laughs> like he's the African American. Right. But like, what else is he? Like, number two is like, he's the father to a couple kids that rich people know about and kids know about. Right. And then he's a cuck. It's like, <laughs> one, two, three. There's big, big gaps between, but very weird. That, yeah, man. That could be an interesting like case study, like star study in the way that we studied Clint Eastwood, for instance, like that evolution from yeah. Fresh Prince, or if there was anything before that. Right. To Six like now. degrees of separation. Right. To, to now, like, documenting his weight loss on YouTube. It's pretty crazy, because in Six Degrees of Separation, which is like his big break, he played a guy who faked being the next, like, Sidney Poitier or something right. like that. And now, like, his star rose way above, like, what Sidney Poitier was in his time. Hmm. And now he's the, the cock. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like you go, you. I mean, it's always that. It's like you rise to the top, and you always, not always, but then there's the fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's just tough to see, like it's his own wife doing it. And that, that I just, it, it's got to be fabricated in some level. For sure. But it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? When you could, <laughs> you could push any fucking narrative you wanted. It's true. You could push that you have a three-foot-long dick, but why do you choose to push, or, or anything? You're the best father in the world, or whatever. It's so weird, like, they're using Facebook for it. <laughs> I really, like, if it's not a part of the agenda, then I don't know what the hell the world is. 
Because, like, even one of the latest Bruno Mars songs is about being a cuck. No. And they're normalizing it, eh? Yeah, like smoking out the window or whatever is all about them mm. getting cheated on. We're close. We are. I'm not sure if we came the right way. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, I guess we have to keep ascending. What the fuck? Well, this is how you learn. There's the Dove of Peace. I mean, we could just... Let's say run across, but there's nothing there. Fuck me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Does this wrap around? No. Call these a freeway. Yeah. We're in the fucking squid game right now. <laughs> Every time I look up, the moon is right fucking there. It's very <laughs> weird. It's orbiting. It's like those pictures that uh, you look at them and they're always looking back at you. Right. Oh. Oh, we need to go up the hill a little Mister. bit more. Well, do you want to just... Forked. Did you eat a million potatoes? Could you do it? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm fat now. Oh, are you? Yeah, I work all the fat out by my birthday. Right on. Just lean out, baby. I got a weight window. Bounced off the ceiling of it. <laughs> now the long tail back to not having sweaty balls. <laughs> Rusty balls. <laughs> For me, it's when the thighs touch or when the belt buckle touches the gut. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. oh, you fat fuck. Or like the the waistband or the belt is affecting your pee schedule. <laughs> I gotta go, but I could just take it off a notch. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it makes me feel more human in like a Mark Zuckerberg way to just experience that deliberately <laughs> a few months a year to just be a fat slob yeah just know what they're going through <laughs> being out of breath right <laughs> dehydrated sleep apnea oh sleep apnea is a scary fucking thing it is Just having fucking events as you sleep, they call it. Yeah. You had so and so many events. Which is crazy because sleep apnea, like, is just one of a succession of things that happens when you're unhealthy in that way. Right. Like, acid reflux is one of the scariest things for me. It's horrible oh. to deal with. Oh, yeah, I guess we gotta go up here and then. Yeah. Oh, could we just mash right through this field? Yeah, yeah. This is the guy with fucking running shoes with holes in them, like, good one. <laughs> oh, we were here before. Yeah, we were here before. Yeah. You, you were talking some absolute wild shit about self-rape. Yeah. Osiris <laughs> and Isis. And right. Forth. I was just traumatically hung over and trying not to cry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, there's the bridge we need. Right on. One time, Doug and I had a pretty epic walk here and then across and into Folk Fest during oh, a yeah. thunderstorm. Oh, wow. And Hosier was on stage. Oh, yeah. And he played one song, then they shut him down. Oh, the, really? The lightning. Oh, right. Then he came back, then he left, then he came back. <laughs> Fuck the lightning! <laughs> We're gonna play for you guys! Here's one called Suck My Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> Suck me to church. <laughs> Suck me to penis. <laughs> Take me to fuck. <laughs> I'm gay. Take me to fuck. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Time stamp is about 45 minutes. <laughs> I remember enjoying the Annie Lennox version of that song too. Did she do one? I think she did it with him live or something. Oh, nice. She's got some bangers. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the androgynous voice. Totally. <laughs> She's got one called Walking on Broken Glass. Yeah. That's a fucking hit. With all those strings on him. Oh. Hugh Laurie in the music video. Yeah, I remember watching that <laughs> pop-up video all the time. Oh, shit. Memory's crazy, man. <laughs> that song just popped into my head. Just now or before? When you mentioned it. Right. Pop-up video. <laughs> Shit, I haven't that in so long. Yeah. See, now the music video seems to be a, a format that's kind of changed but never lost its, like, relevancy. Yeah, it's weird that people are still watching it. Probably more than ever. Probably more than ever. This is pretty cool. I call it market research, but I do enjoy watching people react to things like music video. <laughs> Just because there's, it's such a sensory overload. Mm. It kind of breaks down the walls that um, being conscious of being recorded mm. put up with people. And you can kind of see a bit more of them and what the effect of whatever the product is on them. There's something pretty enjoyable about those reaction videos. I don't know <laughs> what it is. You can definitely tell the ones when they're overacting. And oh, for sure. That's no fun, but... <laughs> I guess as somebody who aspires to be a content creator, I think... I'd assume that other content creators are getting a lot of insights out of that. See lots of 
independent artists like make mashups of reactions to whatever thing they did that mm. was seen as cool or went viral or whatever. It's well, that's interesting because that's really just the testimony, which is like the one of the oldest forms of marketing. Right. It is. Testimony comes from like. Like, it's the same prefix as testicle, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they put their hand on their nuts and say, this is what's up. I think that's Take what... Take this last. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's how you should do yours. Just with your nuts in your hand. Hey, yeah. what's going on, guys? We're here to check. We're here to react to Elton John and Little Nas X. Just one hand. Just giving it away. <laughs> Fucking bueno ball skin. Just hurts in that turkey neck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. I think that would get me demonetized, probably. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you see that DeepMind has a video, or has a building downtown? Deep mind? Yeah. What is that? That's crazy. It's one of the AI companies. Oh. I think it might be owned by Google. Damn. I believe it. They're trying to push that shit. Yeah. Here. Yeah, for sure. Oh, this is the dove. Yes. The holy dove. That would be a place to shoot a lame music video. <laughs> you for, think? The, for the local favorites. He's just a local boy. Just a local boy. He went over to the mutart and did it. <laughs> That's certainly something those like just kind of just obvious on the nose places, I right. think that'd be great to do for something like the Almanac show or whatever. Totally. Start be. there and then have some kind of just annoying challenge that pisses people off <laughs> to watch and to participate in. Beat the producer. Beat the producer. That's Stack part of tap the cameraman. Bob's your uncle. Becky's your aunt. Add sales up the wazoo. Just getting that engagement. God, that light is bright, eh? Yeah. That, was that a joke, the way the CBS eye was at the absolute top of the pyramid in that graph? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that graph really, really uh, <laughs> concerned me. Yeah, that was fucked. Because I think, like, a lot of people think that way. One who? Just, right. But who's making that call? Yeah, I don't know. Because the one, the one axis... The vertical axis was like reliability and value. Yeah. It's like to who? Reporting. Yeah. Right. Like fact reporting. Literally like. Yeah, it's so crazy. You want to go up in the middle here? Oh, can you? I think, off? yeah. I'm envisioning a photo of like the, try and line up the moon with the pyramid. Oh, nice. Post it on Instagram for three likes. Yeah. Can't wait.
I listened to a lot of Daily Wire, like specifically Shapiro. No, do you? Yeah. And he was. Swine. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. No, no, he's whiny for sure. Call him swine. But oh, swine? <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that guy, man. Continue. I'm going to take a picture. Okay. Something about Daily Wire? No, and I just, I just noticed they were like further right than I would have thought in that on that graph oh yeah well that's the thing they're like centrist well yeah swine yeah I think you can crop that oh yeah you could crop that She's dealing dude. Gotta go further to get it lined up. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe it's just from uh, living in Canada. But uh, mm. I feel like the liberal bias is really keenly felt where, um, let's keep doing that, uh, where things are so one-sided. Mm. And Canada is a super like leftist, socialist it is. place. And there's no real traditions to hold on to. Like, I guess the things about the Aboriginal communities can be considered conservative a little bit, but if they're doing that, then they're obviously controlled ops because they're playing the, the game the way the left wants them to play it. Exactly, the fucking identarian yeah. gestural shit. Whining and pleading weakness and shit like that. Yeah. That's how you get got. That's how they forget your name when they're <laughs> making the roster for the meetings after the election. 100%. Just got used. <laughs> Accuse you of usury. <laughs> usury. Usually I stay away from usury. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. There. Very satanic, that red pyramid. Oh god, it sure is. Just hear the fucking the knocking from uh, eyes wide shut. <laughs> god damn. Welcome. video game level. Oh yeah. <laughs> jump down there, do the jump and turn around and shoot the guard. In the video game. <laughs> in the <laughs> Not video. Not in the podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Jump down there, bro, break both my legs in 50 places. <laughs> Roll around whining. <laughs> yeah. 
Should do a video podcast in there. Whatever it takes to, to rent that space out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just in the fucking bush. Something tropical in here. Oh, it's the desert. Nice. <laughs> I was watching this episode of Cops on YouTube and they roll up on this guy just like totally whacked out on meth. Yeah, yeah. Robert, Robert, put the cactus down. Place to live. That is. That's the goal. Look at how narrow that house is. But tall. Yeah. Yeah, there's only really one way down. Right here. <laughs> so. Like, I guess we gotta go that way and get onto the road and then go up the hill. Is that the plan? Yeah, or we could go, or we could look at the map. Because <laughs> Gallagher Park is that way. That way. Do you wanna walk by Gallagher Park? I, I, I wouldn't mind that, sure. So all you're seeing there is kind of just commerce. Right. And if we're coming back this way, we can walk on the street on the way back. This is Jackass, and this is running down the hill. <laughs> Come on, Bam. Don't run down the hill, Bam. Why <laughs> oh, you gonna do that to me and your mother, Bam? Have you heard the the Bam episodes of Come Town? No, I haven't come across any yet. Oh, they're great. Well, I guess there's only the one, but okay. There's like a there's some fucking like world building. Before and after the episode, he's on it. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Ooh. Yeah, supper just came up. That was weird. What was it? Oh, supper. <laughs> oh, supper. And uh, scumbag mini beetle. I've heard about that guy too, scumbag mini. Yeah. They don't eat that scaffolding up all year? No. Probably not. <laughs> I remember last year we were shooting something down here and I got my car stuck in the snow. Oh, yeah. Like I thought I could just turn around in the field. Just <laughs> Just go like two meters and <laughs> dig in. Oh man. This Matt that rolls down his window, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know.
That's where you want to live, right there. Oh, yeah. Just a drum kit and a fucking couple of choice keyboards. Yeah. Infinite cigarettes. <laughs> a, sp a space heater in every corner. <laughs> and then just every David Lynch film just playing on repeat on the walls. <laughs> the baby from Racerhead just permanently visiting you. <laughs> yeah, I watched like a, a YouTube channel that like shills a film, uh, cura a curated film house like streaming service. Mm. They, they did like a retrospective on David Lynch films. It's pretty interesting. Cool. I didn't watch all of their summaries because I haven't seen all of David Lynch's films, but they said about the racer head was pretty interesting about hmm. that was about the fear of uh, like procreation and uh. genophobia and how it seems to be well they didn't say this but I kind of crystallized this from watching it that it seems to be a fear by the the racer head character of perpetuating right the the world he exists in hmm that's and that like his fear kind of he's justified or is validated by the relationship he seeks out and then choosing like the wrong person and then the person has an alien baby and his all his nightmares come to fruition that's that's actually very oh, i hate to say very deep but it's like that's pretty real yeah and it's in keeping with the rest of David Lynch's kind of philosophies about media and all that stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. The world outside, if you don't clean your inside, your, right. your inside is going to get dirtied by the world outside. Just get on the sidewalk. Sure. Yeah, I got to go back to Lynch because truly I, I saw a racer head at Metro, but yeah. you yeah. know for sure we were just completely gone. Yeah, for sure. And then... And deaf. What's that? And deaf, just not able to hear anything <laughs> right. in the movie. Is it a silent film this evening? <laughs> and, yeah. I yeah, I really recommend Twin, Twin Peaks. Yeah, I know. I mean, Mulholland Drive is great, too. That's mm -hmm. like... Like the film version of like a, pro, like a stereotypical Lynch experience. Mm -hmm. But Twin Peaks is almost like the pop version of that. Okay. It's very accessible. And then very inaccessible, like <laughs> it gets really like out there, but you kind of need a certain amount of that. Like I felt that way about Eyes Wide Shut, where there's something that makes no sense to me on a conscious level. Right. But I feel it as like the human family drama, just like on a fucking foundational level. Yeah, it's almost like if you stop thinking about it, then it makes sense. <laughs> right. You just let it hit you. Yeah. The only other one I got deeply into was Blue Velvet. Oh yeah, that one too. It seems to be, well, this is another thing I got from that like synopsis of his films is like if you pay attention to his first like first few scenes that usually like tells you what everything in the film is about and mm. it like spirals out from there. Right. He lays it out early. Like I think he described that Twin Peaks was, a, was about a detective coming across like an untouched um, 
or a seemingly untouched little town right and finding out like how deeply it actually like how you can't escape society like society's evils are mm -hmm. like way deep in there interesting and there's a duality to it because kind of the uh, I guess the fate bringing him there um, that is Gallagher Hill, isn't it? I guess it probably is, Gallagher yeah. Park. Want to go over there for old time's sake? Sure. Just imagine Bill having the time of his life at Folkfest. Yeah. I've seen Blue Rodeo here 43 times. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, like almost all of his projects like balance out the good and the evil. Which just like that that political spectrum thing. Right. It kind of makes you realize exactly like the extent to which we just ignore evil. Mm. And how much is actually out there. And how much evil just relies on the the working on you know, behind the shadows kinda in the shadows. Yeah. Like I had said that there's no media representation of the far right. If you look at where I drew the like the middle of that political spectrum, right, and look at kind of the depth of what we know on the left, just all the like the little tyrants that are just unaccounted for on the right. Because ultimately, <laughs> I think it's a horseshoe. Oh, and we know the worst of it on the left, for sure. But like an example is the whole debate of whether Hitler was a left winger or a right winger. It kind of. Mm doesn't matter because he was so extreme. Right. <laughs> that, a horseshoe is the best term I've heard. Because I've heard like circle, like if you just put circles, not really right. No. But it is that, it's like, you can go so far one way that you just... <laughs> That's what Jim Carrey says in the Truman Show when he wants to go to Fiji. Oh, yeah. As far as you can go without coming back. And that's where Hitler was. <laughs> Cocked that gun and sent himself to Fiji. That's right. One way ticket. This is quite different experience at this time of year. Yeah. Almost completely unrecognizable. <laughs> Where's the mini donuts? I haven't been here since I was like a late teen, maybe 19. It just seems so much bigger. It sure does. I guess when you fill it up with people, it, it seems like there's more there. Right. But that's it? Yeah. That's crazy. Nothing. <laughs> I can't believe that. I wonder how that compares to like one of the stands at Commonwealth. That's a good question. I'd say it's... about two-thirds it's a good call I'm gonna say half but it's it's a bit more than half yeah I was at Commonwealth a lot in the last month and I'm just trying to yeah two-thirds is a good call that's really cool I like thinking about parks in this way well it is neat that it's got like as tiny as like insignificant as it is it's still a neat 
land mass, like yeah. land shape, terrain. Like outside Folk Fest, with like <laughs> uh, the advent <laughs> of like VR and AR, <laughs> you could just fill this hill. Totally. You and just have just one person standing like 20 feet ahead of us, performing for people that aren't there from around the world. That's the future. That's the meta promise. That's right. No more schizophrenics, everybody's connected. Right. We're not crazy. <laughs> We're influencers. <laughs> they got me on 5150 for being an influencer. <laughs> 187 on a motherfucking influencer. That is it though, what you said in the last one about like, let's go Brandon Bridge. <laughs> like if you'd like to see that, you, you'll soon see that. Yeah. The moon cast turned the corner on the night of the corn moon when we were walking <laughs> up from Snow Valley. And you were trying to tell me about those obscure Shout Engine podcasts. Oh, right. And I said, what do they say? You have too many liberal reflexes. And I was like, you're right. And I'm fucking done. Do they say slurs? What, are they racist? Are they homophobic? Or <laughs> are they bigots? This is literally just two fat guys who report on, on baseball is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's really in my mind been all uphill since there well that's good it's funny how uh, um, there's like there's little difference between that and just like like reflexive racism like the, those two <laughs> things are exactly the same exactly that's why I never understood like how the, the progressive like stance like how is that just not the same thing yeah I feel like I've been here before but I don't quite remember definitely went on a field trip here at some point yeah I know somewhere around here or maybe closer to Talus Field I did like we did like um, criminology, like a criminology workshop in elementary school. Oh yeah, that rings. We did like fingerprinting and stuff. Right. Oh, it was such a good time. Elementary school was so easy. I could just be irresponsible with like my crushes <laughs> on girls and like campaigns against my my guy friends, making them laugh, <laughs> farting, eating snacks. All the trauma safely buried. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess I was living through it at that time, but... Oh. That's even better. It's interesting. <laughs> Gave it a nice flavor. Yeah. Hello.
Either, either that guy farted or that's a very stinky dog. It was when he went to look under the tree what he did. <laughs> just, just pulled a Brandon. A let's go Brandon. <laughs> right. The climate function. Just, just doing the old man farts. I'm sure it was like one of those 20 second ones. Where it's just like there's no control left and it's just... <laughs> just one side of the ass. Of the anus just atrophied and just flapping. Like a loose lip. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's so great because the news reports of it, the the face he's making as he's smiling in the picture. What is this? Is exactly <laughs> at the fucking Glasgow uh, climate summit. There was all these rumors that Biden was like incontinent the whole like way there and oh, while he was there right. and stuff. And I forget who it was. Um. There was like a rumor that she had said that he, she was, or it was a rumor that she was disgusted that he like farted when he was in front of her. <laughs> it was like a minor scandal. Ah, right, I, I didn't hear, I heard one thing about that and just didn't even, I was like, that's where the discourse is at. Yeah. A, the president is an old, like literally an old bag of shit. <laughs> and then he just had a colonoscopy. So I'm sure they're, like, they're going to get him on the thickened fluids soon. It's very sad, but also funny. Because I know that he was just ripping. He was absolutely tearing ass. Mr. President, were you ripping ass during the conference? <laughs> uh, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Come on, oh, man. man. <laughs> I want to talk about getting Americans back to work. I want to talk about Christmas. He's got to watch out if, he, if he's going to keep... Whispering like he is, his fart's gonna drown him out. <laughs> Where's E-bombs world when you need it doing a oh, fart edit? Absolutely. We might have to take that on. All his pausing in between, like, remembering what he's supposed to... Like, who, what his name is. <laughs> Just absolutely shitting himself. So presidential. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it harkens back to like hundreds of years ago when it would just be like an 80 year old dictator whose family just ruled whatever land. Right, right. Generations of people just in power until they die. And then the one who lives to like 45 is like a decrepit old man. So they have no standards. Right. <laughs> Wanna go down in there? I think if we go in there, we can continue to the next bridge, I think. Just fuck this cab driver's day up. <laughs> Just end the podcast jumping in front of the cab. <laughs> I did a walk and talk podcast with Fian in the summer and he, he just he just strays into the middle of the road. <laughs> that would be pretty epic way to go. Or would assume this goes where we want it to go. Going up around the bend? Yeah. 
good to follow the river. All right. Getting into Forest Heights Park. I see. Yeah, I really enjoy this podcast. I like how extreme the walks are. Mm. How, like, I just turn my body onto walk mode and then <laughs> everything else is taken care of. Yeah, that's pretty much it. When within reason, you can just say anything. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious that, like, that's how I used to drink. Like, <laughs> there's no difference in, right. like, my internal feeling or, like, processes. Like, I just put drinks in mouth just turn your body into drink mode. spout mouth off like just activate the brain and then move the lips so words come out <laughs> very reptilian processes it really is that's how I know I'm elite <laughs> you're elite because you did it and then you were able to just like quit drinking up, like on the turn of a dime I knew if I could quit smoking that I could quit drinking fairly right. easily One day I'll quit everything. Yeah. That's kind of the process for me. Look forward to that day. One day I just go to sleep. Just knowing I'm never going to wake up again. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> like literally quit everything. Oh, yeah. All the bullshit. One day. One day. Age 100 something. <laughs> One fine day. <laughs> just smiling and knowing that I'm, I'm about to shit myself. <laughs> that's the next thing that's going to happen to my body. Maybe that's why Elvis did it on the toilet. Maybe he knew. Can't be found, like, with shitty pants, you got to go on the toilet. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'd never thought about that before, but that's hilarious. And fucking grim. But Well, it is grim. It's like being vain enough to like just feel in the fucking heart clench and being like, fuck, not, 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 not my one piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quick, someone unzip the trap door at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta sit down, I'll be fine for a bit. And he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta sit down, I'll be fine for a bit. <laughs> well, I heard him taking the shit, I don't know. I think he's, oh, what's going on? He's hey, been man. in there for five hours. Hey, man, someone called the colonel, man. Elvis been in the shitter for five hours, man. <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Shit. Boys, Elvis shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> to death. <laughs> I went down the absolute darkest rabbit hole reading about famous musicians' deaths. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's like, that is not something to do before you go to bed. Just take in that evil. Yeah, definitely not. Ugh. The Jeff Buckley one always haunted me. Oh, right. And swimming in a river? Yeah, it? singing Whole Lot of Love. <laughs> really? Yeah. His friend, like, saw him wade into the river wearing heavy boots. Heavy singing, um, Well, not heavy boots, but big boots. 
to the Mississippi River, um, singing a whole lot of love, and then he went under and then wasn't seen again until he washed up. In the summertime? I'm not sure. Why? That's bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. That one's weird. The Leonard Cohen one haunted me for a while. It's because he was alone. Was he alone? Yeah, I guess he like got up at night and fell and then couldn't get up. Is, I, don't, I don't remember that. Is that true? said, fuck this. Sam Cooke was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> the hotel owner shot him. And he's just like in his underwear. Yeah. And they think that the record label had something to do with it. Yeah. He was starting his own record label. That could have been a payoff scenario, and definitely the cops didn't look into it too much. No. They closed it pretty fast on like one person's or two people's fucking eyewitness. What's funny about being like spooked about that is it's like a fully selfish um, endeavor to be like haunted by <laughs> other people dying because like they don't That's feel it. like they went through it and they like they're beyond it. That's 100% true. Then we just get to read it <laughs> with no expression on our face going, oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. Just like brushing the same three teeth for ten minutes. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Just imagining somebody else dying. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's in bed. Are you coming? <laughs> no. No, I won't be coming to bed this evening. People have died. <laughs> we need to lock down again. <laughs> I don't know if you happen to listen to that podcast that Jordan Peterson did with... Uh, an artist, no, an author named Matthew Schellenberger? I don't think so. And they were talking about how a lot of that, like, climate alarmism is, like, people's fear of death and, like, trying to control, you know. I'm the same with vegetarianism, something about being, like, too afraid of death. Yeah. And, you know, unsorted out to accept the nature of life. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty fascinating. Just like abstracting the inevitability right. of, of death. Well, I would never take this dead flesh of an animal into my body. Okay. I remember changing my perspective on that when I realized how many things that society is allowing and like forcing on people, especially children, are just slowly killing you. Right. And that like extinguished all of my suicidal t like. Um, ideations and stuff because I was already getting killed and I just got to just bask in it. Right. <laughs> Might as well eat it up. Yeah. Mmm, cereal. <laughs> I saw a bunch of little kids last night at the Oilers game. Like, all these kids look sick. <laughs> Not one little kid was like rocking. They all have that like fucking O shaped tongue sticking out cough just constantly. <laughs> 
Just anemic looking as fuck. Scratching like fucking fiends. Put my son up on the jungle crown. I was like, I think I better put your son in the hospital. <laughs> your son's ill. Oh, he's fine. He's getting general milled every morning. <laughs> and that's it. I just saw if my mom apologizes. I'm sorry for all the cereal. So that's okay. I, I got out of it. I made the switch. Oh, but it, it, it was bad, right? Well, you didn't know no better. It's true. I think that's the first generation to like be lied to and find out about it while we're still alive. Because we lived for long enough. Could be. But then they just don't accept that subsequent generations are also going through that, but at a younger age. <laughs> no, you, you don't know. You don't know anything yet. I was 60 when I learned. You go wait till you're 60, and then you find out the trans fats killed your father. It wasn't. It wasn't the beep. <laughs> He didn't die because he had a heart attack after having that argument about the boop in the park. He wouldn't stop booping with their friends. And the boop music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. It's like, I figured it out. <laughs> My processed grain was not a good thing to be ingesting. And then, like, meanwhile, God knows that the younger generations are getting... Well, I mean, they're vaccinating fucking five-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, their parents are giving them Facebook accounts. On their <laughs> <laughs> Children are being trafficked without actually needing their traffickers. Like, they're getting tricked into, like, posting pictures and stuff. Right. And nobody will uh, talk about trafficking. Or nope. Modern slavery, so it just happens. Tens of millions of cases reported. Who knows what's on the floor? Oh, man. Where are those going to people? Where are those people going to grow up to become? The counterculture raised a whole bunch of horrible people. What is the, what what is is the, the Facebook track? generation guy? Fuck, man. You want to raise. That picture of that house surrounded by pine trees is where you want to be. Yeah, for sure. When that shit comes. I don't even want delivery people in the future coming up. No, fuck it. When the Prime Minister's name is Jaden, I'm just gonna fucking end it. <laughs> it's gonna be a Trudeau too. <laughs> True generation. Jaden, Caden, Baden, Trudeau. My first try race. <laughs> Try gender, world leader. <laughs> His official last name is Chinese. That's just because he's bought. It says like hyphenated. <laughs> Jaden X. The X is Chinese X. <laughs> Chinese X. Jaden sure. Sure though. <laughs> X-R-U-D-E-A ah! <laughs> Jaden Shorto <laughs> He's the leader we need, man <laughs> Didn't even meant to get there, but I, I see it now 
Drew. Just gets up to the podium after winning and just starts speaking fluent Chinese. <laughs> John Cena style. Then they dub it in French second and then English third. Just walk off the stage as the English interpreter is still talking. <laughs> right. At that point, I'm assuming all the English speakers will be in Alberta and Saskatchewan. All right. They're going to coagulate. <laughs> what was the thing Greta said? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's how, that's how that fucking English speech will end. Yeah, El Blata. <laughs> Blata. Blah, Berta. <laughs> the Judo dynasty rules for a hundred years. <laughs> it might be a move, man. Very Chinese just for the strategy. <laughs> that could be a play. If any of our listeners want to try it out, let us know. Let us know. You can write to us at. We're getting down to like the last couple mooncasts. Yeah. Before the anniversary. That's right. Before we go dark and come back somewhere else. I know we didn't do all of them, but I think technically there'd be like 26 or something like that. So there's 13 lunar months. Right, if you were really doing it. Every 28 days. We did pretty good. This I think is 14. Okay. So we might get to 17 by the end, or 16. I might just get hammered on the Christmas mooncast. <laughs> Stumble through the park. For sure. Oh, I'll bring a laddie bucket out there. <laughs> oh, God. Just absolute fetal position on the bench. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> lips over gum. <laughs> Just driving a motherfucker. <laughs> it's like those G-Force photos which is dryness. <laughs> Frozen dryness. Absolutely just <laughs> lips welded to the gums. Here I did. Sure though. Remember remember doing one of those and the smoke was just like yellow? It's like, you're hit, man. <laughs> oh, no. I remember doing one on the frozen river and spitting into the snow, and it was just like a neon gob. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, neon gob. <laughs> oh, man. That sounds about right. Uh, did you see that? I'm not sure if it was real, but um, Jordan Peterson having that argument with some kind of lib. He was taunting him about his benzo addiction. Oh, really? And he's like, uh, come say that to my face. You're going to be the one needing a benzo bucko. No. And I just thought benzo bucko would be a great like alternative country band name. <laughs> totally. That would be very apt. Benzo bucko playing at the next Big Valley Jamboree. <laughs> benzo bucko. Bucko benzo. It works forward and backwards. Bucko benzo. Certified country. Damn, that's how you know. 
What kind of a forum was this where someone was allowed to say that? It was on Twitter. Oh, okay. It seemed, it could be yeah, fake. It else? could have been doctored. Could, but could have been. I hadn't looked too far into it. I think Bucko is pretty much out of his lexicon these days. For some reason, he keeps coming up on my timeline, all of his, like, concessions, to, all his vague concessions to being wrong in his position among oh. the liberal elite now that he's past canceling and he's seeing the world for what it is. Right. Seeing where the real middle is. <laughs> After he tried to, like, shift to the right a little bit and finding himself still in the sea of leftism. <laughs> right. It's not even close to anything conservative. He argued that marriage was a good idea and thought that was a conservative thing to say. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Like, the idea that marriage exists is literally just centrism. <laughs> Culture is the middle. Yeah. <laughs> now he's just kind of throwing up his hands and he's like, Doing podcasts about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Which is just pure centrism. Right. Which it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, but it still doesn't help his positioning and it doesn't help any liberals' positioning no. or most people to realize that we haven't seen a conservative thought in the media for probably our entire lifetime. We're not even close. Yeah, so do you think, because his, I thought his fundamental thing about, you know, it starts within and clean up the room and all that was kind of a conservative idea, but then it was like, and then go forth and, and do good in the world. It's like, wow. Well, clean your room is just centrist. Yeah, okay. Because, like, the pillars of society and everything that, like, holds it together, that's centrism. The fact okay. that we have a society and we're on rails, we're not walking in the middle of the field, we're wearing clothes. Sure. But that should be considered the center that is holding, and then all, like, everything to the left of that is wanting to change that for mm -hmm. progress. Mm -hmm. And everything on the right is basically just not doing anything. Right, I see. And then you get to the radicals on the left who want to hurt people in their um, quest for progress while saying that they're going to help everybody. And on the right... They want to go f regress, right? Yeah, they want to have themselves be... Um, the only thing that exists in the world and everybody else is an NPC, basically. <laughs> Therefore, they can do whatever and they can hurt everybody or help everybody. I got gotcha. you. It's pretty, pretty succinct trip down the spectrum we just took there. Yeah. Shoveling the sidewalk is the ultimate act of centrism. Or maybe I mean, that's yeah. liberalism. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it matters. The point no, is, there's matter. way too much leftism out there. Yes, it's true. And people who are like branding themselves as conservative or, or just right-wingers LARPing. Or left-wingers LARPing. Right. Because they all still watch the same thing. Well, like, on The War Room, they'll talk about how they watch Joey Reid's show and how <laughs> they watch like MSNBC and stuff. Right. All the like... IDW people are very clearly just enamored with CNN and stuff. Well, I know, it's like that's the frame of reference, so it's like you're all just in the fucking loop. Yeah, and that's just, that's like, all those legacy media companies are so far on the left. It's, it's, it's not even close to anything, like, if you even, like, if you just look at Korea, 
just centrism in Korea is off of that chart to the right side of it. Huh. And Korea is like a tributary state to America. And it's just America and Canada and the rest of the Western countries are so far off in their own world up their own asses. <laughs> that is it. They have no idea, they can't even fathom or produce anything in the media that would be, well, that could be considered right wing in any way. To the point where people think that, think of media and they only think of liberal con conceptions like how it frees people or whatever and mm. they don't realize that something like Facebook, for example, is a very totalitarian right system. It's <laughs> one guy ruling over it. Right. Censoring people through his um, employees and stuff. Right, and like oh, the use of it and the format of it is all decided. Yeah. Like, you're not free at all. And it's completely different from society's norms. It has a completely different, like, infrastructure and stuff. Right. And it's self-contained. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the right-wing dream, right? Having a self-contained <laughs> thing that isn't beholden to government. So it's, it's almost like that's in the metaverse is where the horseshoe will connect. That's my assumption, and that's why it's hilarious that they chose Korea as the first city, or Seoul, Korea, to be the first city to have uh. the metaverse. Because they're so right-wing and patriarchal in their culture. <laughs> well, that's probably no coincidence then. Really. I just don't think people realize that because they think <laughs> their counters in North Korea so right. they're different in a good way. Right. Because that's the that's the, the sort of the narrative or like the binary that got set up. Yeah. Putin, no. 20 fucking years ago or whatever. What a fucking view, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. It's all of it. I've never seen anything. I've never seen the view like this before. Nah. Not here, at least. No. Goddamn. Makes the city look way bigger than it is. <laughs> it's true. Because, like, the end of Jasper Ave to the Shaw there, that's like a three-minute drive. <laughs> right, and it's not a very pretty one. <laughs> no. There's literally nothing on this side. Was this McNally School? Or yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I did a solo podcast the other day down by the river before it snowed. Yeah. And I was grappling with this idea of, like, I saw this tweet where it was like, they said, even Cumtown is boomer. Because once you speak or express your mind into the, into the discourse, then you've already lost. Yeah, for sure. I was like, that? And then, so then it's like, well, then I think I'm done with the podcast. <laughs> like, I figured it out. I got what I wanted. Yeah. There's the, the problem is expression. The problem is the mediating. The and problem the is the... The infrastructure that you're forced to put your thing mm. in that yeah. kind of forces a structure on you and a format on you that's right. that was developed by the parents of boomers and the boomers made sure that they could never change after that. So they exported it all around the world, so now those are the standards for all of us. Right. And that's why everything media is boomer. That's why it's also leftist and right. also counterculture at the same time because they're all the same, like chimera bullshit. <laughs> turned into horseshit through one place. You know, 
whatever happened. Oh yeah, that's exactly whatever happened. So it's uh, what then resulted was like, like a spiritual. I don't want to say spiritual, but just like a real just calmness of myself. I was like, there's no point in fighting it. There's no point in trying to understand everybody's point of view. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Time that with like some time off of Twitter, and it was just like, <laughs> I don't understand what happened in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and it doesn't affect me, and I shouldn't care. For yeah. instance. Well, that's where, like, you had asked about referencing and right and stuff like that. That's why I just abstracted all. That's why all the stuff I was sending you was, like, my opinion of it, and I just right. disregarded what was actually in the text. Like, who the fuck cares about right. developing an orthodoxy on behalf of these people that I'm, right. that I'm, that I'm using as fodder for basically my own development? <laughs> There's no reason for me to, like, bow to them when mm-hmm. they have no idea that I'm consuming their content. That's exactly right. Because that is kind of what... Remember talking about this on like a, a mooncast in the spring about how like the only... The only story we can tell is like the... The orthodoxy of the... The Judeo-Christian myth of right. like the savior. Yeah. And the one icon. Yeah. And so that's what it is. Like all these people just expect you to bow to them and, and work on their orthodoxy. And they... I still think they they require all the the energy from all these people to feed that shit. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've been watching videos from Thailand because, like, the K-pop world has moved on to Thailand. I've just been tracking, like, traditionally African music across the world as it gets, like, repurposed for different cultures. Hmm. The whole Uyghur dialectic. Right. But, like, they have to buy in. They buy into the format, they buy into the gender roles, they buy into uh, everything. Interesting. And like as much as that, there's like a baked in woke thing where it's like we don't have gender roles, that's all just marketing so they can have more <laughs> options basically. <laughs> I'm sure like the whole like transgender push is just to push into parts of the world where transgenders are accepted as a part of society and then they'll all get just right added in to the algorithm that sells us content. <laughs> totally, man. I think it was on the first Mooncast that we talked about that video of those Southeast Asian people talking about Air Force One. <laughs> totally, yeah, Air Force One. Now Michael Jackson will be considered Asian in a hundred years. Right. That's just because <laughs> I think, first of all, the West is becoming irrelevant, and also the momentum of all these people being onboarded in the east will just lead to them appropriating everything. Right. And there's enough dark-skinned people in that area, like all the tropics, like the tropics are the are the feeder for all of culture. Hmm. Uh, of the culture that is in the media today. Based on like American culture, which came from the slave trade, which came from Africa and all that, is just in the tropics, basically. Right. Now it's moving on to the east in the tropics. Huh. And it's going to come through Islam. 
and that'll be super interesting for that will white be. people especially to reckon with <laughs> all the red-haired white Muslims. Well, isn't yeah, isn't the West kind of like underbreeding itself into irrelevancy? Yeah. Versus the tropics and the yeah the tropics who are having like the population boom is there. Yeah, it's unceasing and it has been forever. Tropical people fuck. <laughs> Uh, I guess we can go this way. Oh, I think we gotta go this way, maybe? Are we going around more or what? Well, yeah, I think we could cross Dawson Bridge and start okay. turning around. Okay. <laughs> Are we ever gonna fucking stop? <laughs> no. No! Can't stop, won't stop, mooncast. <laughs> Must podcast harder. Longest eclipse, longest mooncast. That's right, let's do it. I don't know if you knew this, but I bought that Ford almost three years ago. And since then, that Subaru has been sitting on my driveway. Oh, really? And I finally sold it this week. Oh, did you? And, yeah, it was like some young kid came, and it was just perfect. It was like the first guy that came, we haggled on the price for a little bit. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I want this thing gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he's going to tune it up. and Because that thing is relatively low mileage for being 20 years old. Right. So hopefully you can get some a few more years out of it. Yeah, fun to learn with. Yeah, perfect to learn with. What little I know I learned on that car. Right. Because everything was there. Like no plastic over the engine. Yeah, right. It's like you want to fix the brakes, there's the rotor, there's the caliper. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. John Rada. John Rada! Take me to the Dawson Bridge. <laughs> Nice. Take me to the Dawson Bridge. I've never been in this area. Uh, yeah, it's getting a little out there for me too. I've been like every way around it, but I've never been specifically here. Yeah. Like I've never seen that gas station. Is that a gas station? Up there? I don't know if it is. In a gas station like that. In a coon's age. In a coon's age. <laughs> that old lady saying that well, to that's me was so, so fucking funny. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> sure. Oh man. Can we get down this way? I think maybe we can. Yeah, probably. A coon's age. My dad has this, that old friend in Florida who looks even more like Steve Bannon than Jerry <laughs> when he had long hair. And he had this trap set and there was some animal like fucking up his property. Yeah. And he's like, it could have been a skunk. Could have been a coon. <laughs> Dirty, stankin' ass coon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Scat singing coon. <laughs> Wearing sunglasses and I hate him. Swinging a chain around. <laughs> he had a, a, a famous Negro <laughs> baseball player. <laughs> he used to keep a razor blade in his sock. <laughs> Called him Corn Pop. That was crazy they pulled that out for the Pope. Did he do that one for the Pope? Yeah, he's like, you're a... You're a no, he's talking about a baseball player. Oh. Like, he has many Negro tales. <laughs> uh, he's like, you're a, you're a famous... 
Negro baseball player. No. And it, like his whole story was that like there was a a Negro baseball player who people thought was too old to play the game and he ended up like breaking records or something. Okay. God. And that's the Pope. And the, I forget who said it, they're just like Joe Biden is just a dyed in the wool Delaware racist. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Like, I'm sure he, in private, oh. um, refer, refers to the black community as the beeps. <laughs> I mean... There's a thing, but beep! <laughs> he, he, he can't trust him. This doesn't got any sense. <laughs> you, know, you know what this call shape? Yes, Joe. <laughs> phrenology. Yeah, phrenology. <laughs> Yeah, you ever read that book about that guy that went around and measured their asses in Africa? You never read about that. Phrenology. Uh, I mean, you need to look no further than, uh, what's his name? Howdy. Hunter Biden. All right. Like, if, that, if that's the kind of son you turned out, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> this is the, the wigger in chief. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Joe definitely beat the boop into him. <laughs> beat the boop into Smoke him. Smoking crack. <laughs> That's wild shit, man. Did you see those like those those rappers, those white rappers with the dreadlocks and the crazy hair and the tattoos and stuff? Island so, boys. Yeah, one of them was on a video like talking about how he sold his soul and how he wishes he wishes he didn't. Damn. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. <laughs> was the first clue. That's fairly wigger. Yeah, for sure. I went down to the crossroad. Yeah, like that shit's still happening. Never ended. I don't think so. It's literally give and take. <laughs> it's just, it's an old fucking story, man. Yeah. Give and take is done, and it's on the film freeway platform. Oh, great. And now we're just going to start looking at festivals. Cool. Yes, yeah, sir. You try to get it on showcase for old time's sake. <laughs> Man, you know how thrilling that would be to see that old showcase, like, projector reel yeah. open? <laughs> and then just Faisal eating fried chicken in the first scene. <laughs> Faisal, Faisal spoke so much goddamn weed when we were shooting that music video. Oh, really? It just didn't stop. <laughs> I shot so much of it. I'm, like, I'm not going to use any of this, but it so looks good. Yes, I'll rack focus to the moon again. And back to the joint. And to the moon. You get it? I, I said that to... I don't know if I said it to his face, but I would. I couldn't believe it. If I had smoked that much, I would have just been face down <laughs> in the gazebo.
Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, man. A lot of your input that you gave early, early on in the writing and then later after that first cut was helpful. I'm glad. Am I going to get a consultant credit? <laughs> I was thinking about it. I think we should. Make my own IMDb page. Nice. <laughs> Start social climbing. Do it. Yeah, I, I consulted on Jim uh, Chink. <laughs> oh, what was that? Did you meet it? Jill Hall? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> That's you, how it starts. You know Gil Hall. Good manager, good an agent. Right. Hollywood's hottest new consultant. Saying <laughs> problematic things on Twitter. <laughs> problematic. Just start a whole brand as being like the consultant. <laughs> what does he fucking do? That's what Steve Bannon's job was. He was some kind of producer slash consultant slash producer. Hmm. I think he was part of the funding of uh, Vincent Gallo's Brown Bunny. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. The alternate title to that movie was Roadhead. There was a hit piece on him a while ago where he was talking about like a flop house he used to own in uh, Florida <laughs> where it was just like meth heads. Like, just 30 meth heads living at it. Gallo or Bannon? Bannon. <laughs> he was yes. under his name. I'm sure it was just somebody like... Some fucked up artist under his uh Right on his uh on his payroll. Right. And he was just seeing through trying to see if he can pay off enough bails that something good can happen at the end of it. Let's bring in now, let's bring in now the great Hunter Biden, owner of the meth head flop house that I <laughs> that I <laughs> pay for. Hunter, tell us, how is the meth head flop house doing? <laughs> Steve, you know, it was action, action, action. <laughs> All signaled down the, down the pipe. Through the noise in my brain. Tremendous. What, what, he was like, Bannon was charged with inciting some shit for January 6th? I think so, yeah. They have their whole... 1-6 commission and they're investigating a bunch of people using all the arms of DOJ. Real <laughs> Stasi stuff going on. Oh, yeah. that, right in the open. That just, yeah, exactly. That shit was so surreal when it happened. It's just, there's no way that just happened with no motivate, like with no inside help. Yeah, there's no way that rioters are taking selfies with the guards who open the doors and nothing is going to come of it. <laughs> right, and all that fucking like guys just moving the barricades out of the way. Yeah, waving people through. What's up with that? Hey, yeah. What's up with that? Mm -hmm. What's up with that? 
Did you, did, it feels childish, but did you happen to see the little skirmish between Tim Dillon and Michael Che? I only saw the Tim Dillon side, and then I saw the Tim Dillon podcast. And weighed into the social media side of yeah. things. I did see the sketch, and it was... It just looked like standard SNL to me. Oh, it was even worse. It was so bad. <laughs> I was starting to get... I was starting to feel like Tim, the podcast, was waning, and then he just went absolutely hard <laughs> on the last two, like with Ray Kump and then the one after that. I was like, all right, he's back. But like... <laughs> Calling Michael Che a drunk who can't read. It's like, that's what you get when you... I mean, that's what he asked for. Tim's a sweet, humble guy. And you're a drunk that can't read. It's like, fuck off. It's okay for him anyways. It absolutely is. Well, I didn't even want to bring it up, but I just had... Like, he just happens to be in New York at the same time. Right, right. Like, they were just... They were sitting in some fucking lounge, cooking that one up together. I mean, they don't even need to be. I'm sure they just scripted the next, like, 30 years of our lives in terms of media, just over over the brief period that Clubhouse was popping. Right. It was like the original Zoom, but only for elites. (laughs) Just planned it out, and they gave us a shittier version that leaks all our data, so we feel like we're the elites. We're just just working. Yeah, in hindsight, the rise of Clubhouse during the pandemic was too perfect. Surely we've missed the bridge by now. <laughs> kind of just occurred to me. You think so? Yeah, you think so. Because I once shot something at McNally School and they said, let's go to Dawson Bridge and it took 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I think it all is just super mid. And I understand that, like, everybody's just on the teeth of corporate media. Right. So, to a certain extent, just like how you can't just not know the basic thing about sports to have any male friends, and you can't know the basic thing about makeup to have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But it's just, there's something about the media and just having to know all that shit, having to be acquainted with it. When it doesn't speak to me in any way, like I'm not Mm. the audience for just about any of it. The need to be on board just to like play ball is super, super frustrating. It is, and the, the fucked up thing is that I don't think really truly anybody is the audience for any of it. No. You're kind of sold this... Well, it's the objectification thing, right? Like, Western culture is a... What is it? A death cult yeah. that objectifies everything? 
some shit just hits and it's like all right <laughs> yeah but so then you just all the hard work so to speak of of self understand like you were saying in that text the grace of the individual yeah that's so out the window for so many people not <laughs> talking about heaven not, not going to make it yeah yeah it's crazy like to consider that they think they they have like a concept of how the world works when they're they've only been shown or told about right. less than half of it Right, and, and just... Let alone the people who haven't even traveled outside their well, town existence. For sure, I, I still am that, but at least it's like being told that you, you are not the agent of discovering the world. It's like, we're going to tell you. Yeah. Like, that's so backwards. And it starts in the public school, probably. Yeah, for sure. Just tell you that you can go to the library instead of living your life, <laughs> or you can live your life and right. be a sinner who doesn't know who the latest celebrity is. Yep. Latest sensation. <laughs> like Justin Bieber having an endorsement at Tim Hortons is perfect. Did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> That's like awesome. His own donuts or something. His own donuts. Well, that pretty much sums it all up right there. Which is crazy because he's been like descending into like meth head um, territory with his like aesthetics for the past few years. Like he's really gone like the weird route. Right. In a very like Michael Jackson-y way. Where he's like, he seems so out of touch with reality. Well, well how can you? Out of touch with the masses. I'm sure his reality right. is perfectly well formed but <laughs> yeah well I thought he was a Christian but then yeah but he's like a modern Christian right but then that pastor that he was like hanging out with got tagged for some some such illegal activity yeah <laughs> that pastor that like wore his jeans just to the dick root as yeah. Joe Rogan said <laughs> right <laughs> what the hell is going on this is just a party. Yeah, sounds like it. Go bang on that trailer. Let me see your Vax passports. <laughs> We're getting there. Oh yeah. Honestly, if we didn't have this snow right now, I think we'd be locked down again. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck. I think the only reason they opened it up in the summer is because of the heat wave. It's like a heat wave. And I say this now, and it seems preposterous, but I would not be surprised if there's a disclosure about that in the coming weeks. They opened it up during the heat wave? About the timing of um, all these lockdowns oh. worldwide and how they seem to just conveniently work with the weather and they work with <laughs> seasonal things and traditions and holidays. Oh, that's that's for sure true. It's almost like the world has taken this uh, pandemic as an excuse to just just every day is um, save it. So we're gonna rain on the weekend so we can get a good spot at the golf course. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure there's something to that. 
<laughs> right, we were talking about that last time. It's gonna rain this weekend. It's a hanky panky demic. <laughs> it's a hanky panky demic. Well, they're locking down again in some European countries. Yeah. Highly vaccinated countries, no less. Oh yeah, there's no what? such thing as a fully vaxxed anymore. No. They don't do... It's going to be interesting to see all the NPCs swallow that. Wow. That's where I... That's the, that's the faucet I finally just turned off. I, I don't care about that debate anymore. If you, I mean, if you're even having it, I feel like you're lost. <laughs> do you... Yeah. It's coming back. Uh, I'm sure it is. So you found out it doesn't matter, so what's next? Me? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think trying to make original expressions with... Well, it's twofold, I guess. It's like, find ways to, to, to live the lifestyle I want to live and still be making money. Right. Saving and investing. With an eye to the future, but... enough work here I yeah for me personally it seems okay like I'm more it just never ends no, that's good. but then there's that sort of fracture or whatever in the self where it's like the work I'm doing starts to become like not a true expression but at least I'm still relatively free you do have to be of value to other people. That's all it is, man. The busier you are, the more, yeah, the more value you're obviously worth or providing. I just don't like when people cap it at 30 bucks an hour, 40 bucks an hour, right. 300 a day. It's like, wow. How desperate are you for my services? Right. Well, you gotta start a drama cycle. A drama cycle? Yeah. Like a personal drama cycle? Yeah. Uh, social media cult of personality. Nah, see, I, I don't think I can. Well, I you gotta stick with the standard salary. <laughs> Stay on the scale. I guess that's it, right? Like, you do have to harness what we were saying, the cult of personality. You gotta harness that energy. Either you take just a million moonshots and you get lucky once, mm. or you take the shortcut route and be a fraud who trades off their personality. He plays the game just enough to scandalize people that don't matter. Titillate <laughs> the people that do. And do you dick touched by an old man a couple times? <laughs> they touch your they touch your dick. <laughs> and if you don't let them then you don't get the next meeting. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking wild, bro! Is that that fucking Akash Singh that does the podcast with Andrew Schultz? Uh, and Alex <laughs> Jones is just fucking telling about getting molested in a Hollywood pitch meeting. I just want dick in the limo. <laughs> I fucking let him do it. I don't give a fuck about it. Do you have a sense of your trajectory then, given that everything is meaningless? 
No, as far as I'm concerned right now, I am not alive. Not alive? Not alive. Damn, bro, that's wild! <laughs> Are you gonna come back to life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. This is just a shitty period of time that I don't like living in, so I mm. won't try to fight it. Yeah, there's something to it that. It is what it is until it's over. I do think I have to consider not being in a place that like physically dies every year at the worst time of the year for me. Because symbolically, that's just super fucking dark. Mm. I've had that thought myself. This ain't Dawson Bridge, but it'll do. <laughs> Or will it? Yeah, it will get us there, won't it? I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Shame there's no sidewalk anywhere. <laughs> this could be anywhere in Edmonton. I have no fucking idea where it is. It's crazy. Is there a sidewalk on there, on that side? I can't tell. I think there is. Like, I like how the, uh, the footprints just stop. <laughs> These people are just murk. <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Wayne Gretzky drive. Yeah, we went way too far. God damn. <laughs> this is going to be a five hour fucking shit show. Good thing it's Friday. Is it? Yeah. I really had no idea what day it was. <laughs> We're on the corner of what is this? 106th Avenue and Wayne Gretzky Drive. Christ. We started. Through in a oh, fuck. fucking river's that way. Yeah. God damn. We're back where we were at the fucking Capilano. I know. We we just about touched. <laughs> Jesus, Jimmy. I'm gonna cut and restart. Well, I mean, we could go back in the residential and get, or we could. You wanna go back and find the bridge? Because I think if we go that way, we're gonna be fucked. Yeah, there's no. Because I don't think you can cross there. I don't think there's another walking bridge. There's just that one that we were trying to find that one podcast, but I have no idea how right. to get there. Right. And that's right. like fucking so far. <laughs> I mean, I have often said that my sense of direction just didn't develop in the womb. <laughs> I'm sorry about all the cereal. <laughs> well, not your fault. Find out that some kind of weird fucking enzyme that rots <laughs> your fucking sense of orientation in the world. <laughs> Specifically in wheat products. <laughs> That's what they want, a bunch of fucking directionless cows. Flashback to buttering your, your toast in the morning. <laughs> Think about what could have been. Oh, all I the times you got to. lost, all the time you were just like... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. The fucking dousing rod just spinning. Yeah. The needle in the just compass. Like, just hoping your finger just leads you <laughs> to the promised land. Right. Was it, was it here or was it? <laughs> I think we, uh, but, uh, 
sure. Uh, I don't know. Do you know? Fucking hell. That's hilarious. Just getting Angela Merkel out here. <laughs> I'm sure she shits her pants at all those conferences. Oh, for sure. I think they all do. And they think they get their fucking AIDS to wipe their asses. I was working this fucking event at Roger's place and one of the MLAs was there, Casey Madu. And we're on radio headset with everybody on the team. Yeah. And you just hear, okay, Minister Madu is here with his aide. Oh, they're at the wrong table. Oh, the aide is drinking somebody's water. <laughs> <laughs> fucking moron. Yeah, I probably should snip that out. Fuck. <laughs> Anybody's listening at this point, but. Just get buddy done in the COVID protocol because he drank someone else's drink. Right. It's cascading. Doors kicked down. For sure. You're out of here. Just get put in the cooler. The cooler. The inverted cross on that window. Oh, yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! <sighs> Went and got my tires changed at Mr. Woo. Nice. Took four hours. What? Sitting in my car. Well, I guess three because my clock is wrong in my car. But yeah, three hours. Just mm. fucking waiting. Oh, like they just had so many people. Uh, that and my, like, everyone's tires were off rim, so they, they just had the two people in the shop working on it. One for each car, so that's eight, like, yeah. eight changes for each car, and there was two ahead of me, so yeah, it took a while. Did they have to pull yours off the rims, or you have rims? I don't have rims. Mm -hmm. I only have my own set. Yeah. I suppose if you had the rims, you could even just do it yourself. Yeah. In the shadow of that gigantic fucking tower that's right behind your building. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it doesn't block the, the sun too much from my place. Oh, that's good. Because that'd be a real... boop. understand what the aesthetic is though of just having that Laura Secord drugstore like facade on the bricks <laughs> somebody thought it was cool holy fuck did you miss it it's, it's literally right below McNally High School <laughs> so it was the, the place that we turned yeah oh well did a little appendix on the loop. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but yeah, for me, I haven't been thinking about much of anything. Kind of let a few projects I've been working on just kind of atrophy so they can be fresh when I get back to them. Mm. Became a consumer of fast food and general foods. <laughs> Fatten myself up for the winter and now. In a couple of weeks, I'll be ready to re-emerge as a corpse. <laughs> a seed of whatever will come to be in the new year. 
I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm bloated as fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Well, I, I think it's really not too different. When you consider, like, think about the seasons and sports and how certain people born at certain times have, like, mm -hmm. an advantage because of how the season starts. People live like that their whole lives because school starts in September and just certain people right. born at a certain time are given advantages. But I choose to live in the real world, so I follow my own cycle. Mm. That's the realest of worlds. So my time to be a corpse is around this time. Right. That's interesting. I think my corpse time is honestly in the summer. You think so? Yeah, like I like. <laughs> you just born a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. That's a that's some fucking eraserhead shit. <laughs> no, it's like it's right before my birthday. Oh, okay. So that'd be the end of the cycle, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah that makes sense because then. Right, early August I feel refreshed, but usually mid-July, I could just kill a motherfucker every time. Well, I think that's just like, if you look at the seasons and kind of the symbology of it, you have the, the sprouting in the spring, the growth in the summer, right. the, um, the death in the fall, and then like the decay and disillusion in the late winter. Right. And I think if you apply that to your own, like, life, then probably what you're talking about is, like, the decay part just before your birthday. Mm -hmm. Where it's just, like, you're overripe, yes. sick of everything that's been going on, yes. like, the cycle of whatever year you're in. 100%. And it's in the summer during the time of growth, so I'm sure that's a very kinetic time for you. Everything's in your way. <laughs> Pretty much. Everything's in my way, but then late, like career-wise, like job-wise, it's kind of a slow time. Okay. So there's no amount of doing that I can do to get things done because there's right. nothing to do. Because you can just tell them motherfuckers go on summer vacation. Hey, we want to get that video done. Yeah. Then it's like, hey, can we get that done before the snow flies? It's like, where were you the last six weeks? <laughs> snow flies. That's why I think living in Los Angeles and any like desert place like that would be crazy just because you just have the potential year round to be productive. I suppose. No weather excuses. I've heard, yeah. Do you think there's any use to the four seasons like in that regard? Like a pacing? Yeah, maybe. But certainly it's not. Um, something that's mainstream mm. uh, they don't pace in the mainstream except for quarterly budgets and right. bullshit sales calls and shit could be I've yeah maybe there's something to that where the weather is just always the f basically always the same I, I seem to think about it more and more this time every year. Well, the reason I was thinking about it is because I've been 
exposed to more kind of tropical things. I've been exposing myself to more of it. Um, and just the idea that just everything is just constantly ripe there. Mm. Like it's just, just things just rot so easily to the point where it's just so fucking fertile. Mm. Just everything. And it's crazy to think of kind of the difference. Like people just shut down here. Right. Like people start winding down in September. It's oh, true. And then like they get active again, maybe, maybe April, but honestly it's been later and later every year as I've, mm. as I've noticed. And they just overdo it in the summer with basically just moving to do the same thing they did in the winter. do that elsewhere I know and somehow that's acceptable like somehow that feels like the right thing to do yeah I don't know what that is but I've never had that gene well that's exactly yeah you think it is a genetic thing like because wouldn't your genes would have evolved not in this climate is that any relate any impact on it maybe I don't know I don't know what it is, because I, I really, I don't have an easy time with hot weather. Hmm. I think I'm an alien, man. <laughs> it's a miserable year around. <laughs> part of the year I die. <laughs> I'm just a fucking corpse the rest of the time. Acceptance is the first step. So you're an alien. <laughs> okay, you're a goon. <laughs> What's a goon to a goblin? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> the rest of that line is so great. I know. <laughs> Call awesome. me Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was the poet laureate of our generation for a short time. He was. A little tunchy. Heard something else by him just the other day that was new. It was unlistenable. <laughs> he was like guesting on some other shit, but it was like, okay. oh man. Yeah, it gets that way. I've been reading about kitsch. Okay. Mm. And like philosophies behind it that they're like facsimiles of something genuine. But because they're facsimiles, they're inherently um, worthless. I think that defines kind of the mainstream um, mode of the media, where just huh. they they don't want to give you anything lasting because then you'd keep it. <sighs> so everything's just like Christmas cards. God damn! <laughs> I... So that's another thing that I brought up on that solo rant was like anything of any substance that I would try to put out into the world would be flat because you wouldn't have the understanding of my human lived experience yeah. to understand it. I think that's why performance is so powerful and that's why like YouTube influencers are getting so much attention because it's mm. performance ultimately and that's just richer than our current ability to uh, make fictional narratives in enough time to like engross people. Maybe the technology will catch up soon enough, so 
those things can merge, but like the documentary style is really taking over. Ah, that's very fascinating. That could be it. Maybe, see, I remember talking about this on like the first Mooncast or maybe the pre Mooncast. Like, what is the obsession with like the mukbang and like the reaction videos? Yeah. It offers a certain amount of depth, I guess. Yeah. Well, if you consider the alternative, which is something scripted, there's no depth to something scripted. Mm. On a technical level, if you're watching it at the kind of level of depth that people watch a mukbang or whatever, <laughs> or they're just projecting their emotions onto somebody with right. a little bit of personality and just spinning that out in their own minds. So does that what it offers then? It offers a, an arena for projection that's like more yeah, it's fertile. A yeah. If there's a narrative you have to follow, then you can't as easily project yourself onto it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because again, Western culture is an objective death cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be fucking my mother. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> But um, it is true, like, I think there's a way that you can just, like, aim at being genuine and find a career in that, and, like, as long as you just trust it and you don't sell it out to somebody else, like, to a platform or for a contract or whatever, you'll eventually just get what you want, which is acceptance and validation, monetary and spiritual and physical. Right. But it's just a matter of, like, keeping it genuine and keeping it of you and for you. Because ultimately, if you're going to win this game called life, you got to procreate in a physical way. Right. And the last thing you want to do is hand somebody some chains. Pass down chains from one generation to the next. Like the boomers did. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably it, man. You gotta aim at nothing other than yourself. And all those things you said, financial, spiritual, whatever, that would follow if you were being authentic. In theory. In theory. I personally am pessimistic about the possibility of doing it in a country like this one. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, because it's just taken by the liberal establishment yeah like there's literally no option for anything but that and I think I've established that I'm not very I'm not long on the liberal arts I'm very bearish on it no it's it's not the way forward I think it's a fugazi <laughs> it, it's only useful in so far as like you use it as a way to look inward I would say. Hello. Uh, People are friendly in this neighborhood. Uh, is it friendly? <laughs> People are fearful in this neighborhood. <laughs> I've just been kind of a uh, um, very blazed. <laughs> so, are you? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Just have been for a while. Oh, I see. I see. Now is that? And for some reason, like, I think the atomization of, like, the lockdown and stuff has made me, like, hypersensitive to people's moods. Oh, interesting. And also the nature of my job and stuff, but... Well, yeah, you're just in the fucking shit with people all the the time. What used to be kind of, like, 
a sense of curiosity and kind of kinship with just society mm. as a whole. Now I'm just reading a lot of like fear and insecurity. Mm. And like needing to make the most out of every moment, but not necessarily in a positive way. Like you say hi to someone in case they might do something for you, but also in case they might do something against you. Mm -hmm. Just to be connected, just so there's a paper trail type of thing. Right. Well, and I said hi to him, and then he dropped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, which I'm sure is like, it's not real because I'm just spinning it out because it's funny to me. But no, I think it's probably more real than you might think. It's definitely rooted in uh, like a mode that I find distinctly Canadian. Hmm which I don't think is as widespread anywhere else in the world. It's like a, it's like an upper middle class sensibility where right. everyone is secure, like financially, technically, but they're insecure about like their title. Ah, that's interesting. So it's just always this, this like Mexican standoff, Mexican standoff where like you don't want to be the person who flinches and you don't want to be the person who makes the first move. So you say hi reflexively, and I'm sorry reflexively. <laughs> no, that's uh, and you just like flipping the coin as to which one's most appropriate for each situation. Right. It's like if you step in the snow and slightly stumble into the other person's pathway, well, you gotta go with sorry. Yeah. But if you're just trucking and they're trucking, hi will do. Yeah. If you say hi at the same time, then it's an automatic story. You're obligated to do it. <laughs> It's funny, I was sitting, it's funny you say that because I was sitting on the steps at the Oilers game last night and I knew I knew the guy sitting in the seat in front of me so he turned around, we were talking yeah. and this guy behind us was being held back by the usher because the, you know, the play was on yeah. and the, the guy was bitching about it mm. and this guy Barrett, who's the guy that got bottled in the in the music video, oh, okay. he's like, and he spent a lot of time in China, he says, that's Canada man, entitlement. <laughs> So maybe there's something to that. It's like any little, I fucking paid $200 to sit in that seat and you won't let me sit in it? Yeah. Hi, sorry, but you have to let me sit there. It's it's very broke behavior. It is very <laughs> it new, totally is. nouveau reach. <laughs> nouveau broke. Fuck, what did you say a minute ago? Cause that was gonna be the title and I forgot it about the media. Won't give you anything. No, I don't remember. God damn it. The title is just going to be Boop. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm going to aim in the kitsch direction. Okay, that's cool. For my next project. Because I noticed that, like, almost every innovation in pop music is kitsch. Right. Like, every new thing, like, every new band. Like, think of the Strokes when they came out, and they were, like, the next big thing in rock when they were just like repurposing like Phil Spector 60s pop music sure. in the rock format. I just heard last night on the radio the other day. God damn. I forgot all about the strokes. Yeah. So you're thinking, you know, what is, how does that relate to pastiche? Is it the same? I'm not sure. That's just a word that I'm throwing out to sound smart maybe. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about like the cosmology of all the philosophies around it. <laughs> but it's it's something like so there's like a flatness to it. Like a there's a projection to it. So like you right, like, you're creating yeah, okay. There's an assumption that there's like a shared reality that everybody has the same references. That's why mm. they mass produce products that are referential. Gotcha. But the mass production of them makes them pointless. So to do something like a, like have a stylistic song, like for example, the drums in the Stroke songs are just mm -hmm. like garage band drums, like from the 50s and 60s. Right. And that connects to like everything in the culture that's rooted in that or is related to it, because those are things that you'll find in like advertisements and stuff, the pablum of the masses. Um, what's it called in 1984? Prole feed. <laughs> Well, stuff for um, working class people to relate to. Yeah, I think there's something to that. <laughs> what did you say before? Scandalizing the people that mean nothing? <laughs> yeah. Like, selling... It's like you've come through the other side and realized that none of the fucking shit matters, so you might as well leverage it for your own gain. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the moves, and I intend to cover all of the moves. Better, better by, the yeah. by the time my projects are done. And the first one took a lot out of me, so heading into a dying mood. Oh, there you go. He's in a dying mood. It's gonna be my Iggy Pop style song. <laughs> Up on stage, shirtless, fat. Next November. <laughs> Stinking playing rock music. Somehow, like 14 year olds in the fucking crowd. <laughs> That'd be lit. I'd, I'd come see that. Thousands of Patreons. <laughs> I mean, why not? I gotta shower before the next moon cast. This is atrocious. <laughs> Just in a fucking orb of stink over here. <laughs> Just hoping it's not wafting. <laughs> I ate too close to starting this, so I've just been in like a, a kimchi gurgle this entire time. <laughs> just in a hell of fermentation. Yeah, it's just like bouncing up and down. <laughs> like being on a plane. <laughs> It's like being on that fucking <laughs> pirate ship that swings back and forth on... Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered the come down bit about Adam is the ship that goes back and forth. <laughs> I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I've sure also noticed like a feminization of men in the in the recent few years, like uh, like an like in the mannerisms, yeah, and like an obsession with I don't know an obsession with the fucking image I guess the self image the ego, which isn't necessarily a feminine trait, but I guess it's just like I, don't know, I really think the hormonal the hormonal fucking 
<laughs> apocalypse of our time is evident. Well, it's an obsession with the physical form and the physical gestures and mannerism. That's certainly feminine. Right. The venereal. Especially when it's for expression's sake alone. Right. Yeah, for, yeah exactly right. And especially when it seems to be like... Well, it's proven to be like <laughs> the exact opposite of what the opposite sex would want in the partner. Because it's still just the the kind of the martial men who are procreating. Mm. Yeah, but even like even I see like people like just like dudes chaperoning their sons around, just like not particularly fatherly, or you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental. It's just as an observer. I just... I wouldn't... I guess I wouldn't know what I, what I would want to see instead, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm seeing it. It's like a hunched over and quiet and murmuring. I think, like, the convergence of... Like, it's not just this, but the convergence and the carrying forward of millennial culture into adulthood is really mm -hmm. not helping the future generations in any way. First of all, because the content sucks, just as much as every other generation's content sucks. Mm -hmm. And just because we are the first generation who can preserve it long term doesn't mean that we should. No, that's for sure. Like, this whole 80s revival is so annoying. The 80s fucking sucked. <laughs> of all the eras, I think the 80s were the worst. Because it was that uncanny valley of like technology right. becoming something with the analog world. Right. And none of it fit together. Right, it was awkward and gangly. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, the 80s did fucking suck in a lot of ways. And so now we're kind of, but maybe the 80s revival almost makes sense then right now because it's like the death of the millennial. Like the millennial is no longer the face of what's hip. Yeah, so it was. it's just like the death rattle. I don't think the millennial was ever hip. <laughs> you think Taylor Swift is hip? I don't know, she's got a great body. One of the least she... hip people I've ever seen though. <laughs> I know that 10 minute fucking song about having a, getting broken up with. Yeah, that's, I haven't seen it, but I, I can only assume <laughs> that's very one-sided. Right, it's like, by the way, you were 19 and he was 30, you probably wouldn't have wanted it to go on any longer. <laughs> yeah. Did they include the, the, like, the pitch meeting when the A&R brought up the idea to have a relationship with a 30-year-old? <laughs> right, I mean, he was even, it was Jake Gyllenhaal, like, the guy's a fucking actor. We get in Jake, we pay him. What are, what's it going to take to get... Can we get Jake on the phone now? And now we know through Tom Hardy what these actors are up to. Oh, man. Was that you that told me about that, or did I hear that independently? I'm not sure. What did he say? He's like, I've done a lot of things, or something to that effect. Um, I'm an actor, and I did everything when I was young, or oh, something like that. Gee, gee. Talk about <laughs> transgender anima. Yeah. I was born with a transgender anima, <laughs> raised by it. You merely adopted it as your own. 
<laughs> you really looked at my penis. I sucked one. <laughs> oh fuck. It's, it's literally the transgender animal in a nutshell. And here we thought that dude was a badass motherfucker. You thought maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's an actor. <laughs> I fell for the anima. I got the anima, the, the anima, anima. <laughs> I. Uh, I think it was. It probably was much more music, but learning about like the whole like surprise of Rob Halford and. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is that band named? Judas Priest. Judas Priest and all that stuff like. That's just such like an easy okie doke. There's no way it wasn't happening everywhere. I like the fact that people thought Liberace was just a bachelor. <laughs> right. This is my friend. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna just wade in with the normies and their opinions, you're gonna get transgender animals left and right. Wow, that's it. <laughs> you barely looked at the penis I sucked. God damn. That's a winner right there. <laughs> and there's the title of the episode. So I can just get fully demonetized and move on from this experiment. I mean, there's something to admire about you trying to do something legitimate in the world that you knew was illegitimate. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, fair enough, but I still do think that the root of it was always selfish. It was a personal challenge and, uh, you know, an attempt to, like, try and basically find out what the fuck was the matter with me. Right. And it was part of a larger process that went on, and I think I kind of figured a lot of it out. Yeah, that's good. crazy that like in order to do that these days it almost requires some kind of media cult of personality mm. and like a three at least a three thousand dollar outlay <laughs> plus like so much time of like deliberate action and like interaction with people just to do what like somebody would learn after a hard season on the farm <laughs> yeah absolutely right <laughs> Like, the, the corn didn't come up. I cried like a bitch. I'm a man now. <laughs> now it's like, um, I think that for me, I think that for me, I feel like just a hundred ways. Yeah. I just feel like for me, like, woke liberalism isn't really speaking for me all the time. So, <laughs> just yeah. trailing off, just nothing. Right, <laughs> right. And then just have a thousand of those conversations just trailing off. Just nothing. But ceasing to ever make a point. Because. And. And then one day. Well, really, what the reality is one day somebody corns you, and then you right. realize oh, fuck, you're a man. Next thing you know, you're starring in in the Batman franchise. <laughs> you merely looked into penis. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked it. 
That's got to go in the t-shirt series. Absolutely. Oh, there was a great Hollywood epitaph I uh, I saw before this. I forgot oh, it. Oh, shit. Shit. The Chris Pratt one was absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he just absolutely dunked on his fucking disabled son. I... <laughs> I died in my car reading that. I couldn't drive for it five minutes. It was like you said. <laughs> you said. <laughs> my man Duncan. It's our time. Jesus Christ. Oh, I think that was a. My also, <laughs> my well deployed. Good lord! Oh yeah, for sure. Good lord! Holy oh, fuck! That's a win right there. Oh man! Yeah, that that fucking post ruined me for a good hour when I read it. He's just so comprehensive. He left no room for any redemption. Like no. I mean, if his son could understand what that thing said, he'd be devastated in like, in like 50 angles. Yeah, they gotta keep that from him. Insulted his mom. Yeah. Insulted him. Made him seem lesser than his little sister. Right. <laughs> he listed his favorite things, and his baseball card collection was like. On the made the list, but his son did. Oh my god! God damn it! Yeah, that's a fucking. What do you even say about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that was a good one. I found some other ones recently. I'll send you, send you a doc. I've been collecting the whole time that I've been deceased. So (laughs) okay. Oh man, that's fucking great. And I uh, think you just sent a, a gif of some guy dunking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My man dunking on his retarded son. Oh, Good God. lord. <laughs> what an epitaph. What an epitaph. What was the original Hollywood epitaph? Uh, it was that, uh, that random actress that was uh, defending Alec Baldwin. And in her statement, just in the middle of it, said, it was an accident. It's like, what a tragedy. You never want to see this happen. It was an accident. <laughs> My thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Like, just, yeah, no shit. Just a disclosure sandwich. <laughs> For sure. Somebody sent me an article that, like, some crew member on that set, like, got bit by a brown recluse spider and is going to lose his arm. Or oh, like, really? I'm like, they're still shooting? There was a lawsuit by the uh, one of the script supervisors that was saying that Baldwin, um, I think the statement was he was playing Russian roulette. Jesus. With the gun, like he wasn't supposed to have the gun. And he wasn't supposed to aim it at people and it had nothing to do with the scene. Wow. What a fucking dummy. Why couldn't he... <laughs> Someone made the joke that he was like doing the Donald Trump impersonation at the same time. <laughs> Look at me. This is what Donald Trump would do.
It'll be interesting to see what happens to that uh, documentary that lady was supposed to be working on. Right. That's just gonna get shelved or what? That, I mean, your parents apologized about the cereal. <laughs> I'm waiting for the parents to apologize for Hollywood. No doubt. Sorry for all the Aladdin, is what they should have said. <laughs> oh, man, I I will go to my grave <laughs> resenting the hours of my life that were spent watching Disney films. Fuck yeah, man. That shit is just... Just, like, having, like, learned about who I am and just how little of the... Like, if knowing myself, I would never do that to myself. Mm. Expose me to Disney specifically. It's just the opposite of my personality. Again, it's probably the opposite of any real personality, but you just force-feed the people the horse shit long enough, they just, they just take it on as their own. Yeah, I find it so funny, like... How many um, like IPs they hoovered up in the past few years, and how like how fine I was with it. Right. Like I didn't feel broken up about Star Wars or The <laughs> Simpsons or Fox or any of that stuff. No, just let it go. None of that matters. Remember when that motherfucker from Blue's Clues came back and everybody had a good cry over that? I just saw that he did a TikTok or something and that people were going crazy over it. Grow up. Yeah, it saddens me, man. That's why Taylor Swift is doing songs about her 19-year-old self. Right. People, this might be the first generation that didn't grow up with the artists they, they support and they just wanted them to be abused children their whole lives. Right. So you have Madonna on the fucking late night shows her ass out. Oh no. Climbing on the desk. Still? <laughs> Still or this is before? I think this was this year or last year. Oh man. Just, did you ever see that gif where like it was some royal family and the woman like starts kind of twerking and the fucking man just like he somehow just shuts her right down immediately no really I gotta find it it's just perfect Yeah, it's going to be a rough one tomorrow morning, that's for sure. <laughs> Should have worn my thicker socks. My feet are just all over these boots on the inside. Oh. Rubbing. It's going to strengthen my knee cartilage, that's for sure. <laughs> Fuck. Right, trying to brace yourself.
You know what a strange one is too from that generation is Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I can't figure that guy out. Yeah, I don't get it either. He's just like the most gormless guy. Just out there in like kicks and like sweatpants strumming the guitar singing about fucking. Yeah, and like his aesthetic and his music are like equally as half-assed. <laughs> and people just go crazy for it. Maybe I don't understand. The, is it kitsch? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it could be like a kitsch busker fucking aesthetic. Right. Just like a dirty person you see in a subway playing music. Totally. People are obsessed with it. Yeah, I guess it's like the American Idol thing. Right. Somebody comes out of obscurity, looks dirty, <laughs> but they're just obviously an industry plant. Right. Has a huge snog, so they figure he's fucking... Yeah. Get him in there. Makes music like he's paid for the word. For each word that he puts right, in his fucking right. verses. His songs are exhausting to me. I put two fingers in your ass. <laughs> no, it's always got to be over-explained. I put my first finger inside with the second finger in your ass. And I swallowed it around in your ass. And I looked at you and said, Ooh, baby, how's your ass? I got two fingers in your ass. <laughs> and you said... Yeah, I didn't understand it from the beginning. I think he had a song called Don't, which like didn't have a hook. <laughs> Don't, in brackets, have a hook. And it was just like rap levels of oh. verbiage. All right. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's part of the aesthetic is he like blurs. Which I had thought in my own mind, I was like, how would you bridge that gap between like the busker folk thing and hip hop? And it's like, I just don't think you do. Yeah, preferably no. Because it so easily gets into like slam poetry territory. There's nothing more embarrassing than slam poetry to me. <laughs> there's just something, <laughs> there's something too old world about the fucking guitar to then put that up with hip hop. It's true. I blame disco. That's fair. I blame disco. Yeah, disco was a fucked up thing, eh? Yeah, it was, well, I guess I technically blame punk music, but disco kind of took all the hate. Because mm. if you're following the lineage of pop music, logically it should have been funk music that took over. Right. But instead we got immediately just watered down funk in the form of disco, and then we got punk. If you add those two together, you basically get, you basically get funk music, <laughs> separate them and put white face in front of them, and you have a lot of money to be made. Yeah, that's fucking bizarre. Immediately the corporate media saw what funk... Well, I guess they kind of just flattened it out into the, into the kitsch... Into its kitsch elements. Yeah, I think that's when they perfected it. 
Because disco is, yeah, disco is like so conspiracy level bad. Yeah. I mean, I like Rasputin as much as anybody, but I've ever, you know, I like the open and closing of the hi-hat. It was like everything about <laughs> disco and punk just seemed like parody. Right. And the people ate it up and fell for it. Yeah, and they turned it into their personalities. Kind of like the people yeah. who wear ironic t-shirts. <laughs> or the people that talk like they're in a Pixar movie. Yeah. Just what the fuck is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you get the vaccine? Mm-hmm. What's the matter? Yeah. It's weird shit, man. When an <laughs> when a corporation can just like feed people a, a drip of being. Yeah. It just spreads like fungus. <laughs> I really think come 2022, I'll have nothing left to say. I hope not. No, I'll just, I really need to retool it. Maybe this is part of the, the reemergence. Maybe I'm just uh, on some kind of two-part cycle. Okay. Where I die in the summer and then die in the winter also. Yeah, maybe. But there is tons to talk about. But as I've been saying, there's nothing to talk about with liberalism and the left because they literally have... Yeah, sure. They literally have the the market cornered their control of everything. Yeah, you kind of have to fight it. Or at least aware of it. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. I have Ed Sheeran stuck in my head. <laughs> There's a line in that song about going to a buffet and stealing the food. Like, who is that appealing to? People that go to buffets and steal the food. That's what they call in podcasting heritage a softball. I lobbed it in there. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know any people like that. (laughs) No, not at all. I'm hoping there's a way down. I saw stairs, but I don't know how to get to them. Your love was in me. I've never been this far on uh, Jasper F. It's not pretty. Considering I live on the other side of Jasper F. This is way nicer than my side of Jasper F. <laughs> Fair. Twice last year I was sent down here by City News to shoot homicide scenes. Oh, really? Yeah. Luckily there was, well, no, the, the second time there was a body on the river. Oh, shit. This fucking old boomer in his snowshoes. What are you filming? Hmm? I was like, see that? Oh. That's a buddy, buddy. Yeah, that's a buddy. That's a bad bud. (laughs) That's crazy how that bridge just like cuts the light. Yeah.
areas like this look exactly the same in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, like Hollywood area. Okay. Not quite the hills, but where it's still hilly. That's cool. It's almost exactly like this. The houses are almost the same style. Huh. It really depresses me. <laughs> what about it is depressing? Because that's the only, like... And I guess it's because lots of stuff was filmed in Canada, like, growing up as well. Mm-hmm. And all the CanCon and stuff, but... There's something about Hollywood where it feels like it had the responsibility of, like, presenting a world that didn't exist. Mm. But then you go there and it's just like home. So what is fiction? <laughs> Good question. The truth really is stranger than fiction. I like these new lawn pronouns that are going on. <laughs> I have to laugh too. Because they couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't shut down the schools. Don't dump toxins in the river. <laughs> it's also so like, don't piss on your neighbor's lawn. Authoritarian. Right. Like, that's what people think is centrist. It's true. It's true. Telling other people what to do. True centrism would be to not have the sign at all and just to shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Pay the bank. (laughs) Pay your taxes. Shut the fuck up. Because once you've spoken your mind, you've lost, remember? You see some other good ones where it's like, hate has no home here. (laughs) You know, it's like, if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have assumed that your house was full of haters. Yeah, if you have to say it, it probably isn't true. (laughs) Is there going to be a path? Fuck, I sure hope so. However many steps there are left to my car is how many steps I have left in my body. (laughs) Yeah, man, this is a walk in the house, remove all clothes, have a giant shit, and go to bed type of (laughs) (laughs) feeling. Real toxin. That's like just walking to the fucking toilet with your pants (laughs) on your fucking Just a naked shit. One of those. The old bare butt basement shit. We're fucked, Ricky. (sighs) Looks like we're cut off. (sighs) That path down there doesn't look like it. Oh, shit, eh? (sighs) That's a bitch. (sighs) Okay. I think we might have to go down Jasper. Because I don't think there's a bridge. 
What's that fucking park, Louis McKinney or something like that? I don't yeah. think there's a bridge around there. No, it's it's the Walterdale. Is the crossing? Yeah. Which is only ten blocks. See, that's NPC shit. What? Just like what we just I'm did. getting settled into a rhythm on a hill and a fucking car comes. Right. That's the type of thing that I get like extra pissed off about <laughs> when I'm alone and it happens. Like every single morning when I wake up and I go to turn out of my driveway, the light turns green at the intersection by my place and I have to wait. <laughs> every single fucking morning. Every single fucking morning. Without <laughs> fail. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> like that's when you feel like you're in the evil matrix? Yeah. I had a moment like that where I passed the security guard and he just went, he was like this, and he just went, hi there. <laughs> I was like, holy. That was NPC right there. Like, anybody else seeing that security guard? I have that moment every time I bring up Anthony Fauci. And people don't know who he is. No. <laughs> you think people in there. Then again, as, as I've told you, I've ruined enough family dinners with that guy's name. <laughs> did you see the latest thing he did? He was responsible for? No. The like maximum maximum pain studies on monkeys. Nice. What the fuck's wrong with this guy? I think it's uh, common amongst all of those types of people. Mm. They're sadists. Yeah. That's just There's a, no rolling that back. No. So to roll that back would be would be to relitigate evolution. <laughs> and we know that ain't happening. It is conceivable that there's a next thing coming. Mm. Well, surely there is. Was it Carl Sagan that said that humanity is just the sex organ of the neck of the of the robot? Whatever the fuck he said. Right. He's really just talking about a guy named Hugh. Who's <laughs> the sex organ of his humanity? It's like a nice big shapely organ, by the way. Carl Sagan. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the just got a case of the Brandons. The Let's Go Brandons. <laughs> it's stretched out. <laughs> Carl Sagan. <laughs> 
He's sitting there. God damn, that's funny. He was talking about a guy named Hugh who sagged his ass back in college. <laughs> what was the show called again? Cosmos. Oh, right. Cause my ass is sagging. <laughs> Cosmosexual. That's funny as hell. Oh. Motherfucker, do I have to piss? So do I. <sighs> Gotta hold it, brother. Gotta hold it. Large stretches, like physically, of this podcast, it felt like a punishment for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I had that thought too. I, I knew as I was drawing out that fucking red line on the map, I was like, "This is a long circuit." <laughs> That's without getting lost, right? Stay on this. Yeah. One. We're closer to the stadium than we are to our cars. <laughs> well, you better come up with some more bits then. What other movies is Tom Hardy been? What? what other movies has Tom Hardy been in? Uh, he was in Peaky Blinders. All right. Penisy Blinders. <laughs> Too easy. I never saw that. I just saw the what's his name, Cillian Murphy, with that haircut. I was like, oh, they didn't have haircuts like that back then, did they? <laughs> that was the extent of it. I think it's supposed to be like a modern take on oh. classic Birmingham or something. There you go. There you go. I'm not the one who thought Tom Harvey was cool. Ha <laughs> ha! Fair enough. I said it. That's right, I said it, folks. All this lot could be yours. Wow. What could I do on this lot? A whole lot. It'd be a chill spot, actually. It'd be great. If you could guarantee you wouldn't slide into the river. Well. 
Yeah, after they rattled the fuck out of it for how many years building that bridge. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Right across from the Correctional Service Canada building. Couldn't be better. You couldn't ask for a nicer spot, I'll tell you what. Oh, Grierson. <laughs> Grierson? Yeah, this is Grierson Hill. Oh. Can you walk on that bridge or no? Uh, I don't think you can. Okay. I shouldn't stop. Every time I stop, I need to pee. Yeah, I'm thinking once I come out of uh, whatever the fuck this is I'm in, mm -hmm. it'll be time to start some new campaigns. Mm. Maybe fork all the campaigns I have currently. Because okay. I feel like I have a pretty steady stream on all of them. Okay. Just need to glean something new. Like the Wigger dialectic. A classic. Transgender anima. An instant classic. Hollywood epitaphs. A winner. Those three are feeding <laughs> constantly. I can spend half an hour just looking through the, the <laughs> trends on social media and I'll get right material. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome. Is there a way to leverage that insight into something? Like FAK News or whatever the fuck you're talking about? I think so. I think so. And I think it could be done daily. Like, their problem is they batch record them, so they're out of time. They're not with the trends. So I'm sure they're uh, doing themselves a disservice by not being timely. Ah. That's the difference. Because in half an hour between getting home and, like, making supper, mm -hmm. I got enough material to do an hour just based on my current campaigns and right. if I can fork them and get new ones yeah. then it'll just even more be even more compressed that's why the orange hub is uh, attractive because I feel like it has a backdrop you just need a camera and then you can just produce stuff for a fairly low rental cost yeah man I, I would have to see it I mean it just depends how much setup and teardown you have to do for each episode. Yeah. That's why you need a dedicated space. And that's costly. Because you gotta light it. You gotta get some lights on the talent. Yeah. It's true. Gotta mic it. And then if you're gonna do a green screen, or, or if you're gonna just have a backdrop, a backdrop would be easier. Yeah. But I mean, I've talked to Faisal about kind of being a producer figure 
on this podcast in the future. I'm sure he'd come on board, you know, just as a set of hands to do shit. Right. Be the young Jamie, if you will. Yeah, it could be interesting. Because it's too much to handle all the tech and all the content. It's true. I've fucked myself so many times. You get all the lights and the camera and the audio set up and you're just sweating and you have the first shot framed and then it's like, oh yeah, I have to direct. <laughs> yeah. I have, to, I have to do content now. <laughs> right. I have to look people in the eyes and tell them what I need them to do. That's why I asked about like if there's enough work here, mm-hmm. and I was also suggesting is there enough people here? Is there the potential for churn? I'd say there's almost not enough people here. That's what we're seeing right now. That's my concern, because you need like fresh faces to kind of but not really exploit. Mm. who just want to get their foot in the door and who are willing to work. But if everybody's just striving and just waiting for a moonshot because Mm. the numbers game isn't possible, then I feel like you're just lining yourself up to get defrauded a bunch of times. Right. Until you're 45 and jaded. Are you talking about behind the camera people or... All. Everything. Yeah, there might... You can you can train people and you can get them to the level if they have you know some inkling of what you would want. I think. Is there enough people that looking for people wouldn't be a job in itself? Are you going to pay? Ideally, yes. It's interesting. It's a good question, I think. Because, like, that JK News is based off the fact that there's a large Asian community in Los Angeles. Okay. And that there's lots of people who are middle class there. So they just play the numbers game and hired a bunch of people to work behind the camera. Right. Who already wanted to be in media because there's a big media industry there. Because Asians are less, um, are, are not as used in the media department. So they get the representation, um, viewership, and they also get the representation workforce as well. Ultimately, that's what, like, the woke people are fighting for, is they're fighting for everyone to be atomized to the point where they can have an excuse to exploit them for some reason to justify having as many people as possible on camera. (laughs) So the back offices can make their money. 
Right. You push the papers around. That's the main thing. That's totally it. It's, it's kind of a genius marketing ploy. <laughs> yeah. We can't leave anybody out of our marketing efforts. Yeah. It is like multi-level marketing. Like you got to keep onboarding people constantly. Right. So just widen your search every chance you get. Right. And there is a there is a certain hierarchy to it. Yeah. And ultimately, all you're making money on is other people's data. <laughs> right. Like Hollywood is just a glorified headshot industry. Yeah, I've always seen it as they just create real estate for advertisement and for fucking projection. Yeah. Like, it's not, like... It's it fine. There's plenty of, like, oh, actual for sure. good products that people use. And, like, there's enough technology out there now that, like, it's not... It's not, like, Johnson & Johnson poisoning people and nobody knows about it. <laughs> sure. No, that's fair. It's not like it's, yeah, like the cynicism doesn't have to go all the way every day. Because that's what I was saying earlier is like, how can we as content creators be cynical about media production completely? Yeah. But as far as the labor force, I think for what you're envisioning, at least to get it up and running, that you definitely could do it. All right. My only issue is I want it to be outside, and we can't do outside mm. for most of the year. Right. Well, then you have to go into, like, a, I guess a pretty concise, like, planning phase and then just be ready to hit it, like, what, last week of April? Yeah. And go into, like... Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sold on it. I'll have to see. But yeah. like this podcast and other podcast things I think can be done easily enough. I'm oh, not concerned yeah. about aesthetics. Okay. I'm just concerned about clickbait titles and mm-hmm. uh, SEO pretty much. Right. And you have Jarvis in your corner. I do. Jarvis AI. I do wonder... I haven't put in any of the uh, any of the campaigns yet to see <laughs> what it says. Oh about. my god, that'd be incredible! I would like it to like logically spell out the Wigger dialectic for me <laughs> just to get a second opinion on it. Uh, please, ultimately, like <laughs> these recent days, I've like boiled it down to its like bare essence that like we are spirits in bodies, so our spirits are fucking wearing the wigs, which are physical existence. <laughs> That's pretty real right there. That tricked me out so goddamn hard. <laughs> That's so funny. I had a similar moment. I don't know what. I was just like standing by the window. I just thought about like <laughs> how I'm not my body. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but then like there is a physiological, physical, you know, component to the brain and to consciousness. Yeah. But like... They still don't, as far as I understand, like, we don't fully really know what that is. Yeah, it's like a mind, like, the mind is an aggregate. Right. The body is, like, 
just a pile. <laughs> it's a churning pile. It's replacing itself. And they're both running on different cycles. Like two gears running against each other. Right. How tall are you, private pile? <laughs> Six two, sir! Six two! I didn't know they stacked shit that high! <laughs> That's an interesting, two gears running against each other. Like a master and slave <laughs> kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Which is which, I don't know. I think I'll be able to coalesce the, the venereal and uh, Apollonian stuff into something. Okay. It was starting to make a lot of sense to me. What's the Apollonian? Um, the idea, I guess it's like the myth of Horus and mm. Osiris and all that stuff, and how right, it's right, manifesting right. itself in the modern day with people's cults of personality and how um, the general public doesn't see the danger in people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, being their own celebrities. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Whereas they did see the danger in... Um... I forget. <laughs> Good enough. I think I've heard it enough times that I could probably understand it. Something about Hitler being venereal and Snowden being Apollonian. And blah, 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 blah. I'm off to college get my Brazilian butt lift. Yeah, I just need, all I need is a Chris Pratt moment for that dialectic and I'm golden. Then I'll be able to find it everywhere. You just need the absolute immaculate conception. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's happened three times before. Oh, it's coming. Why not fourth? I, I would put all my chips on it. And like most of those happened like within three days of a moon cast. Like it was just. It's coming, man. It just dawned on me. Once it starts to wane, <laughs> and you know, it's kind of like the tide recedes and you see what it brought in. It's true. I was born a day after a full moon. Damn. There you go. <laughs> full moon in Scorpio, the opposite of this current full moon uh, in the opposite season. That's why you're feeling a little dead. A little bit. Holy fuck. It feels like we were there last night. <laughs> it's true. done the east, we've done the kind of the central, done the west enough, so you could go like south, southwest, twin brooks and shit. Yeah, I guess. Just go up White Mud Creek until you're fucking completely lost your mind and then turn around. <laughs> 
Did you happen to see that John Mayer video on YouTube? Last Train Home, the ballad version? I skimmed through it. Mm. He just absolutely rips one at the end. Yeah. On a pink, what does he play, Ibanez? Anyway. PRS. Oh, PRS, yeah. It's fucking great, man. The algorithm, I've really, like, gone deep with it. And I don't know if they changed it, <laughs> but, like, it's not as broad as I, I thought it was. I don't think I'll so either. I'll watch one thing and it'll, it'll change, like, half the things on it. Mm. It'll just feed me the same stuff, but nothing related to the stuff. Right. No, it's almost like it just kind of stopped, I found. Yeah. yeah. On all my devices, it's like the... Yes, I have frequented some To Catch a Predator clip channels. I have other interests, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I really feel like... I noticed it a lot more when the when the lockdown started. Okay. And I don't know what that is. I wonder if it became overloaded. Yeah, it's possible. But honestly, I... How is that different from what would happen if there was an actual EMF attack? <laughs> right. Like if, if just like all of our data was limited because right. part of the system was compromised? It's, it's really not, I guess. You're just kind of dealing in some fucking cut rate or some kind of narrow range. Yeah. Because I really don't feel like I'm getting value for money right. in terms of like what the internet is giving me. <laughs> and considering like how deep the internet goes. <laughs> and I know that's partly due to like all the censorship in the last like five years and everything around um like the elections and stuff like that. But it just seems like they've just, they've really made it simple. And that's not very inspiring. That was an interesting smell. Yeah. What is it? Drag racing. Burning rubber, yeah. Well, I mean, are you talking about YouTube specifically? YouTube, yeah. I guess I can't think of any other ones that have like the algorithm that are feeding you things. Right. Referentially. I guess the trending items on Twitter are another example. Yeah, for sure. The Twitter, the Twitter trends are fucking, they're a joke. Yeah. Like if you it. couldn't curate your timeline on Twitter, I wouldn't be on it. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're relying on them to tell you what to look at, yeah, you've always well been terrible at it. Kill yourself. Yeah. Wow. I guess what do they want? They just want the stuff that they know more people are bound to look at. Yeah, I guess so. So they just give you the fucking absolute milk toast flavor of the day shit. I don't think that's what they want. I really think they're paid off. And it's just media interest. They're determining 
what ends up in the trending topics. Okay. Like I'm pretty sure there's a budget in people's like marketing marketing campaigns that says pay Twitter to put this up at a certain uh, day. Oh, at a for sure. Time. And there's so many fucking people out there vying for attention that that just fills up your trending topics fairly yeah. quickly. It's all a fucking hanky panky. Yeah. How are we crossing over to get going? There was a bridge that we got to to get to this side, wasn't there? Yeah. Or can we go down here? No. Not listening to you again. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Fool me once. Fuck you. Because we cross this road to get to the park, we can cross again. Okay. Yeah, there's the bridge up I there. thought we crossed sooner. Okay. <laughs> Once I saw you do the point. Oh, thing. no, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Absolute dead giveaway. This guy is lost. <laughs> The listing point is always a sheer sign. <laughs> What's the list like? The There's a listing in one oh, direction. I see. Yeah. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you? Do you? Oh, I see. Yeah. Sure. 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 I had a fucking. As I trail off, <laughs> gotta watch the trail off. Send you off trail eventually. Send you off trail exactly. You'll be. You're doing this in the sentence form. <laughs> uh, well, if Rogan and Snoop Dogg can do four hours, I think we are going to make it. That was four hours. I'm getting, well, it's like over three now. Probably won't quite make four. I hope we don't make four. <laughs> I'll kill myself. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw Joe Rogan no. in full. Yeah, I don't know. I can't help myself. I don't just like sit down and listen. I just put it on passively. But... Right. I don't know. Yeah, I weaned myself off at using Cumtown. <laughs> Never turned back. I definitely weaned myself off everything else using Cumtown. Nothing compares. It's true. What's funny is it's really not that profound of a show. No, it's, it's not that great. It's terrible. But most things are just absolute dog shit these days. <laughs> the difference is that allegedly at Cumtown, like they don't really try. Yeah. To be anything other than just, you know, make each other laugh. Yeah. Which is hilarious that that's the standard. That's the standard. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I don't remember the last time I laughed at anything to do with Joe Rogan. Oh, no, you, didn't, uh, you never laugh. What the f... How the hell did we get there? Uh, uh, you have to hop that fence? That pissed so bad. Uh, just run across. <laughs> um, yeah, if we go higher. 
Uh, we might be able to get up that hill and go on the bridge. Alrighty. Folks, if you're just tuning in, we're absolutely lost. <laughs> we're walking on the side of Connor's Road at 11 o'clock at night. Probably looking like a couple of junkies. On tonight's show, we covered the fact that none of it matters. And Devin's about to embark on a new campaign of kitsch. We'll hope to see you again real soon. Thank you for joining. Oh, hell yeah, man. All right. Just don't touch the third rail, man. Fry your brain, man. <laughs> Fry your good. <laughs> this is my cousin from the farm. Fry your brain. <laughs> She's spongy. <sighs> yeah, buddy. Sometimes I'm absolutely astounded at like how dumb I am. Oh. And like it's how little I know about things. Oh yeah. But like shit just works out. <laughs> like I'll just be completely wrong about something. Right. <laughs> but then within like an hour, I'll just be corrected in such a profound way. <laughs> and you're better for it. Yeah. And like <laughs> I never have to learn the facts when that happens. Like, I just never have to know. I can just spout off bullshit. <laughs> That's awesome. And I just end up with the right answer at the end of it. Can you give an example of such a thing? Every single moon cast. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. You see, we just go out, we tune into that thing, yep. and it just sends us whatever we need because like I don't even I just talk I don't even bother to check if I'm saying no. the right names or things no, or concepts no. and then like as the days unfold and I remember like <laughs> everything other than the pain I'm experiencing right now <laughs> I'm experiencing right now just all like it's like the universe just assembles to like affirm everything that we discuss <laughs> and then like I take it in and I digest it and it's like it, it ceases being an issue. Right. I mean that is it. You said it. We we give it away to the moon. And then <laughs> I don't know how it works. I don't know the mechanism there, but it, I don't know. It That's works. something to do with memory. Could be. I know there's like occult theories that like the moon is where 
when you're reincarnated, you go to have your memories wiped. Nice. Before you descend down into another body. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Just a big old wash bucket up there. Yeah. Clean your brain. Could be something to it, man. It's, you know, it's it's essentially a big fucking mirror. Yeah. You're bouncing the sunlight. Well, that's the thing. You think about mirrors, are mirrors just little moons? Hey. Mirrors are just little moons. If mirrors are little moons, then it's a little mirror in this microphone right now. Yeah, uh, sir. It's a little mirror on the lens of our cameras. Fuck. On the sensors. Yeah. The whole world is reflection and projection. That's true. I have a feeling that we're constantly fooled by the feedback and tricked into doing things that are against the source. Like, for example, you're presented with wiggers and frauds and fakes in the media. Right. So then you act like a, a wig or a fraud, a fake in real life. Huh. But they were just wearing the wig. Right. You're actually being it. Right. <laughs> and then they steal your money and your attention and your energy. Man. They take off the wig and they live a righteous life. But you don't know anything about. I think that's it, man. It's like what I was that remember there's all those fucking grifters on Twitter who require an army of 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 wigger, wig wearers. Yeah. Or they they're the wig wearers. They're yeah, wiggers, I guess. You know, and they they talk to you as if you're your friend, but they're not. Yeah. They're just fucking harnessing what they can from you. They're just reflecting your personality back to you making it seem bigger than it is. Right. I gotta piss so goddamn bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna rock a tree here. Yep. Midnight, lock all the doors, turn out the lights. Feels like the end of the world is sounding. There's not a sound. I forgot the rest of the lyrics. Some vintage John Mayer for you. Oh, nice. I didn't recognize that one. It's called Quiet. Nice. I don't know if it was ever officially released. Maybe on his first, like, first, first album. Oh, okay. Four Room for Square. Inside Mons Out. Mmm. A deep cut. <sighs> Buddy put on at the Oilers game last night, This Means War by ACDC. Yeah. When there was some fucking delay, so the song played for like a minute and a half. It's <laughs> fucking awesome.
Yeah, I had the, the urge to listen to The Fuhrer the other day. <laughs> that song is great. Oh, absolutely. When they wanted to get like the dark, kind of witchy vibes, they could just get it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That song is all, like, that's one of those songs that's so similar to the type of song they were making with Bon Scott. Mm. You could totally uh, see Bon Scott singing totally. that song. What's the fear about it all? Leave your pant and bust your balls. <laughs> totally. Very ball themed album, that one. <laughs> totally. Ball themed? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple songs like that on For Those About to Rock where it's just like, like dark. It's the only word I can really think of. Yeah, for sure. I love that band, man. Oh, absolutely. I could just keep ACDC and like just drop everything from like the blues rock canon and I'd be just fine. <laughs> it's true. There's so much to sink your teeth into. Uh, I just remember the first time I bought ACDC albums, I bought High Voltage, TNT, nice. and I think Highway to Hell. I just load them up in my Xbox oh. and just played Xbox is all summer with just those three albums on it. It's like, it's like Forza Motorsport. Cause I'm in love. Hungry man. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Those albums, and then I had Ball Breaker and Back in Black that oh. I borrowed from my friend. Oh. So those five albums, just nonstop. Those and Permission to Land. Oh. Permission to land, man. What a fucking album that was. Yeah. I'm holding my <laughs> That was like a landmark moment for me. I remember where I was the first time I listened to that album. <laughs> I was living in the West End. I walked to West Edmonton Mall. Bought that album in the tab book. Nice. Listened to it front to back while following all the tabs. <laughs> Holding my own just like completely changed my concept of what music could be. <laughs> it's that last solo. Oh. Just the sound of tearing your own dick off. <laughs> Pretty much just <laughs> swinging it around. <laughs> I don't know what the chord progression is for that song, but it's like the descent just keeps happening somehow. Yeah. Oh, I love that song so much. I remember at that time I was, uh, I was taking guitar lessons. So I took the CD over and I had um, the guitar teacher look over. I think I was trying to learn um, uh, Love on the Rocks with No Ice. Oh, nice. 
and we were like going through and he like pointed out that some of the some of the things were wrong. Oh shit. I just remember like autistically <laughs> just like not accepting that. No. I think that's what fueled like my my comprehensive tabbing of all that stuff. Autistically not accepting that. No Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> that album and all the B-sides were like the best. Those B-sides were great. Oh, yeah, what were the B-sides on that album? Bareback? Um, how dare you call this love? Yeah, bareback. Oh, yeah. Making out. Oh man. It's getting better and better. But Give me more. <laughs> um, what else is there? How dare you call this love? Which is an ode to statutory rape. How <laughs> dare you call this love? <laughs> oh, that's what they say. Great, <laughs> the fucking solo. Um, I forgot about that. Song. Christmas time. Oh yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the best fucking Christmas song. <laughs> Outside the traditional canon. Absolutely. Um, what else was there? Uh, <laughs> I love you five times. Oh man, yeah. I told Physical you sex. <laughs> oh yeah. Physical sex. With a touchy-feely woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a touchy-feely woman. Um, oh, what was that one? Um, ah, god damn it. It's the one with the pre-chorus. So I approach things in motion. least I try. Fairly well, baby, if this should be a last goodbye. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's such as these feelings cannot be denied. And I will never have a new lead to pain. And now it's such as these let my heart decide. Out of my hands. Tie my right, hands right. again. I cocked the whole thing up, up, up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Overflow with my cup. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love that band. <laughs> they just put something out new and I listened to a bit of it. It was pretty not great. No, that's too bad. Oh, also Curse of the Telling Man. Oh, God, yeah. Ambushed, beaten, and garroted. <laughs> Nothing worse than that. <laughs> oh, and fucking Planning Permission, which is probably my favorite darkness song. I'm on a mission. <laughs> I used to work in building supplies. <laughs> God damn. Man, they had some, they had some spunk. You like when they can work the humor in, in a way that seems real. Yeah, it really worked for me. The amount of times I just ruined my voice trying to reach those high notes. <laughs> Just fucking Adele to your shit. <laughs> well, that's what the sign. <laughs> totally. That's, that's right up there with the fucking 
the Who parodies we were doing the other time. <laughs> it's true. Opa I think the second line is because you're so young, it's obscene. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, not great. Not a good look. <laughs> As Donald Trump would say, not good. <laughs> not good. But yeah, all those B-sides just had classic solos, too. Oh, um, what was the lonely day that our, at our, in our, in the Birds of Fire? Oh my god, I hope we didn't. <sighs> what was the, the instrumental one? Yeah, bareback, bareback. Oh, right? right, yeah. That's right. That was a great one. I just have a met, like, I was so bad, and I just remember, I was like, Ian, just like, just tell me when to come in. <laughs> he's like, now, nah. I'm like, now, he's like, now, nah. I'm like, already behind. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was the, the indoor winter concert that we did, right? Yeah. Yeah, thankfully we were on the we weren't on the receiving end of it. <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, was it good for us in any way? I don't know, maybe. You know, what, you know what I didn't want to do? I didn't want to sling guitar for whatever. Fair enough. are destroyed. Huh. Does it do anything tomorrow? No. Thankful. That's good. Just kick your feet up and hit that vape. Yeah. Vape and eat. <laughs> and repeat. <laughs> this is my last bit of vacation until Christmas, I guess. Mm. So I'll just work extra hard. Work all this food I've been eating off. What do your daily duties consist of? Uh, it's like half paperwork, half just reminding people and reading at them. Gotcha. Uh, I'm looking at this fucking light and it's, I'm wondering if whatever pack that is is just giving us pure static. Yeah. It's more longer than an hour ago. <laughs> I had like a secret like covert narcissist fantasy of like being forced into doing karaoke and doing I believe in a thing called and just nailing it. Would be a narcissist. <laughs> 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 karaoke at the Japanese bar and let's say your friend comes to you and says what song would you like to do Devin and you play it off at first because you are a cunning narcissist <laughs> but you flip to the D section of the book 
and you sort of scan, but you've already seen the song you're going to point to. <laughs> but you continue. Can you see? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you let him. So I'm not sure about <laughs> you let him choose where you usually shut it down. <laughs> you ask him if he did what he did. <laughs> Do it three times. I will look three. <laughs> you finally decide to continue the game and you choose how dare you call this love by the darkness. <laughs> Fitting because you are a narcissistic pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows this song. <laughs> and they are now subject to three and a half minutes of tyranny. <laughs> they watch as you do you air guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them have their hands over their mouth. <laughs> Some of them turn away. The second one, especially. Uh, the words are broadcast on multiple TV screens throughout the establishment, and it soon becomes clear what this song is about. <laughs> Frankly, the bar owner is surprised it's even in the book and in the machine. Would you, as the narcissist, you? You were happy for it? You consider yourself a kind of Epstein at karaoke? <laughs> and the 14-year-old you are pointing at as you sing so hard to me is your Ghislaine Maxwell in that moment? <laughs> she was a narcissist. Bravo. I remember being at Sasquatch. Uh, was it Sasquatch? Well, everyone was at the Gorge in Washington. Right. And uh, just walking down to a stage, and there was like a bar next to one of the stages. Okay. And they were playing, uh, I believe, in the thing called Love, and just the entire bar was just going off. Yes. With every single fucking lyric. <laughs> The entire song, just everybody. Oh. We don't really get like those kinds of sing-along moments too often in Canada, I've noticed. But like almost every other country has that kind of tradition of just like, just know, like everybody knows the song mm -hmm. off by heart. Yeah, that's not definitely not a Canadian thing. No. It's like that. Uh, uh, Nobody knows meme. Canada is the person in the corner that like oh, right. secretly knows something that everybody else knows but they think nobody else knows about. It. Totally. Smug covert narcissism. <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows that winter is cold. <laughs> There's a little bit of that at the first soccer game, whatever that song is. I wanna know. Would you be my girl? No idea. That was as far as it went. Ooh. Ah. 
smug covert narcissism. And you are in the corner at the party. <laughs> by, by choice, of course. You are pleasing your mother in your mind because you are a narcissist. Oh man. And you think that everybody is unaware of your uh, objectification of them? <laughs> As you stand there pooping your mother. <laughs> uh, they think you're dancing, but you only have one move. <laughs> and frankly, it's pretty pathetic. But you've coasted by long enough, unable to dance. The binary action of the forward and backward motion of the hips parallels the binary thinking of the ones and zeros in your mind. So you are a narcissist, but there's nothing in you. It's like your mother. <laughs> you slowly gravitate toward the advertisers on the table. I need to see Sam Bagnon's mother. Because <laughs> I feel like it, 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 his channel is just one big like disclosure that he's like a serial killer who like did the classic serial killer thing of like murdering their mother first and right. just like sexually defiling their body. Oh, God. Just the way he talks is just, it's very creepy. And yeah, he doesn't ever break. Yeah, like, if I'm not like in the pocket and like paying attention, then I just really feel gross when his voice <laughs> is like in the space. That <laughs> Yeah, he's probably best in a small, like, what is it, the minimum effective dose to get what he's talking about and then yeah. just move on. But we're really happy to have him on the podcast here with us, so yeah, thank you, Sam. Great Appreciate that. Well, it's my pleasure, gentlemen. Keep an eye out for your mothers, because only once they are dead can you truly be free as a narcissist. Okay, Sam. but we did it. We did do it. They can't take that away from us. I was hoping in those four hours that a fucking title would jump out at me, but I, I it didn't. So now I'm forced to go listen to this. <laughs> where Tom Hardy is not cool. 
Yeah, well, next time we do it, new moon. New moon, baby. We'll be back rolling with the regular receipts. Oh, yes. The regular pregame of the moon cast. We'll be rolling along. <laughs> the dialogue will be built back up into something transformative. Yeah, well, it's going to be like a dam burst, I guess. I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I need it. There's been some very hilarious things that have been going on. things the culture is lit it is forever and always most likely <laughs> you merely looked at the moon I booped it <laughs> Is this it? Oh. I'm so sore. I don't think it is, is it? I don't think it is. Oh, it's not. be getting old because the thought just came to my mind and made me really happy that tomorrow I can go to bed at like seven o'clock if I want. <laughs> yeah that's aging for sure. Enjoying the thought of doing less. Yeah. dark slumber tonight. For sure.
always starts to feel a bit shroomy at the end of a long walk. Yeah, for sure. Everything's just fucking in your face. Yeah, I feel like I'm just hyper alert. Yeah. Because now you're, you're getting the mode of like, oh, okay, are we are we fucking on the run here? <laughs> yeah, it does get into like survival mode. I think really it's hilarious that we're doing this on like full moons because full, mo- full moons are notorious for people just being lunatics. <laughs> like even in the modern day, like oh. hospitals are usually more full. Huh. Psych wards go crazy on full moons. Just to be out here talking shit, <laughs> but also like trying to move our careers forward is a hilarious like juxtaposition. <laughs> Absolutely, it's lunacy. <laughs> Wolfing out. Absolutely. The full moon ones I feel are just. Oh, yes. Just darker. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> in general. The new moon is just like, you just pitch in and whatever. Yeah. But the full moon is like, yeah, you're just like fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody we encounter on the full moon ones are weird. Oh, yes. Only weird fucking people would be out on such a night. It is a crazy thing. Now, will we do it for the rest of our lives? Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how the receipts go. That's right. It all hangs on that last receipt. It always does. But if the wiggers keep wigging and the epitaphs keep getting printed. Oh, man. I, I really want to start a t-shirt series of the epitaphs. I think we have to. I think <laughs> we... <laughs> Just <laughs> superimpose Chris Pratt's head on somebody dunking, and the ball is his son's head. Oh my god. And I just have to say, good lord. Or like, <laughs> healthy, a healthy daughter. Good lord. And good lord on the back. Christ. Man, that... No, nobody would get it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, these are just for my laundry. <laughs> the person who does my laundry to see and be puzzled by. What does this mean? Could it be predatory? He is. A, I'm not gonna do the accent. He's a basketball player now. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, there's so many of those. That would make great shirts. I know. Like, just in the last, like, th- three, four months, the, the amount of them that we've come up with. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Justin Trudeau being carried by the black Wonder Woman. He's <laughs> 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 in blackface. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh yeah, we got uh, Jaden Shrudo to do now. Jaden Shrudo.
This is Podcasting Heritage. Thank you, folks. Thank you for listening.